Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Midway point of the NFL season, and what are we watching? Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. All right, all right, let's just go around the room real quick. If I told you, final week of August, Theo, Tua Tonga Vailoa would be an MVP candidate. After week nine, you would say what? Super early in the NFL season, final week of August. But if you're talking about final week of October, I would say, yeah, man, that's that's incredible. Stone, if I told you final week of August, Tua Tungavailoa after week nine is going to be an MVP candidate, your response is? Share some of those drugs, please. I'm not on drugs. I'm just high on Tua. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Tua's really good. This has been a weird, weird NFL season. Tua, MVP candidate. Geno Smith, MVP candidate. New York Jets, potential playoff team. What world are we living in right now? You forgot something about the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. You can throw something in there. Packers, Aaron Rodgers, bad. Awful. Bad. And you said maybe for the Jets. No, they are a playoff team. Yeah, they're a playoff team. They keep making me eat crap yeah. <laughs> every week. <laughs> I, I I didn't believe in him. Then Breeze Hall steamrolling everybody. All right, fine, the Jets are okay. And then he gets hurt. Ah, the Jets are dead. And then they beat the Bills, and now they're 6-3, and three, just I like the Dolphins. It. This is crazy. I will say, I'm enjoying it. I sort of like it. And then some things stay the same. Tom Brady coming back in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It, he, they still looked awful, though. They, they looked terrible. It was and one of the worst football games of just, the entire weekend. Just an abomination. And it, it looked like just two teams that are obviously like past their prime. Two teams that oh. are like no longer in that championship window, yeah. though they're the past two champions. Both of those teams are like the old person who has a walker who doesn't know that they're coming perilously close to the stairs. Like something really bad is about to happen. <laughs> the, the, the schedule makers. <laughs> like we've seen that happen something recently. catastrophic is about to happen. Yeah, the schedule makers four months ago were like, "Oh, let's get a rematch of the NFC. You know that that that, that big divisional game. Uh-huh. Here. Let's see. Let's see. If this could do really good TV numbers here. And then they play the game. Meanwhile, it was two elderly people <laughs> fist fighting. Like that. That's what yesterday turned out to be. Only way that could have got worse is somehow if Aaron Rodgers showed up. Like if Aaron Rodgers like knocks on the stadium door, like, "Hey guys, so we can throw more. an inter- Interception at the goal line. <laughs> Guys, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Hi on Ayahuasca. <laughs> Ken Levick alive on a Monday here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers right off of the hot, but beginning to get breezy with a weird November hurricane coming intracoastal. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He is my radio life partner. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock, and he still believes he has the guts. He has, as they say with all my Latin friends, the cojones, to wear a button-down Miami Hurricanes shirt today. He is still repping his disgraced favorite football program. It was tough, you know, as I was buttoning up each button, it hurt worse <laughs> and worse uh-huh. and worse. Uh-huh. And I said, am I really going to wear this? And I said, you know what? I do have the cojones. Let me you let do. me ride on to the ESPN West Palm Studios. You do. You do. Uh, 
That shirt, that shirt signifies 62 passing yards in a game against your rival at the Division I level. I almost threw some shoulder pads on Stone. He was right there at Hard Rock. I'm like, look, they need help. They're throwing anybody at QB. Stone, you were the next guy in line, likely. I'm going to make a proclamation right now. Stone is better than Jake Garcia. (laughs) Hey, I love that. Stone right now is better than Jake Garcia, and he is better than the baby tree known as Jakari Brown. Brown. Yeah, if you guys would have given me a week in that offense with Josh Gaddis, one of the (laughs) – the best with offensive Josh coaches, Gaddis. you know, in all of the country he, right now. What, excuse me, he's what? <laughs> he's what? What is Josh Gaddis? So that's the reigning Broyles Award winner right there, man. Yeah, if you guys would have given me a but week. That's accurate. What <laughs> Stone said, I don't think is accurate. A week of prep, I think I could have thrown at least 62. I don't know if I'm going over that mark, but 62 yards to the air, I could have given us you that. You could have hit 62. Mm-hmm. You could have hit 62. I mean, it what it comes down to is it legitimately, from the third quarter on, every ball should have just been a deep ball fly route down the sideline. And just start chucking. Just start chucking. Oh, that's right. They don't have any receivers, though, nope. either. Ew, we'll talk plenty about that. We'll talk plenty about that. Theo Dorsey, WP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He is here reporting for duty like he typically does on a Monday. So, lost in me basking in Tua Glow. And I don't want to hear about, oh, he underthrew Jalen Waddell and could have put the game away on the final Dolphins possession yesterday in the Finns' 35-32 win over the Bears because if it wasn't for Tua, then Justin Fields would have been the talk of the entire Week 9 of the NFL season because the Dolphins' defense is straight hot trash Mm -hmm. right now. Um, But within the Bears' division, and why Bears fans, even after a loss, should start to feel better and better and better about what the next couple of years are going to look like with Justin Fields if he can stay healthy. Because finally, for the first time in Justin Fields' career, a coaching staff realized, hey, uh, what if this guy ran the ball a little bit more? Yeah. I don't know. Just a novel concept, but at least at least Matt Eberflus is, is unlocking the key of the most obvious thing that should have happened with Matt Nagy. And now finally, midway through the season, uh, the Bears' new coaching staff has decided, is, hey, this guy can run a little bit. He's pretty good. The reason Bears fans should feel good is that there is a team adorned in green and gold that is falling apart at the seams because it's jackhole quarterback is failing miserably, has lost the plot, and is no longer an effective leader in a locker room. He has only himself to blame for a loss to the lowly Detroit Lions yesterday. Do you remember, Theo, last week, the common refrain, if you praised Tua Tonga Vailoa, it was, huh, well, the Lions, the Lions, they have the 31st worst pass defense in the NFL. Guess what Aaron Rodgers, the back-to-back MVP, the magical one, points-wise, eked out against the Lions yesterday? Single digits. Nine. Nine points, three interceptions, all in the red zone. Bad, 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 simply bad. This is the same guy, Stone, who went on your boy, Pat McAfee's show, just a couple of weeks ago and basically laid down the gauntlet. Said, hey, if guys can't perform... Might have to rearrange the depth <laughs> chart. Guys might be losing their jobs. Wait, does does that also apply to number 12? Just wondering after yesterday, Stone. He said he played bleepy, but he never gave up. So I'm really <laughs> proud of him. Good. 
really Good. proud of him for not giving up. Fight until the end there. I played Bleepy, but I never gave up. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that is going to be in a book someday. That quote, inspiring. I played Bleepy, but I never gave up. Remember? Oh, well, good, Aaron. Yeah, like, remember when he was asking for the Bills? Like, all right, guys, get right game. We got Buffalo. Nobody believes in us. We're going to go in there. We're going to do some things. We're going to become viral. What was he telling his teammates to do? Become household names yep. or whatever? Yep. Um, That was two weeks ago. They got their, their tails kicked by Buffalo, and then they looked incompetent against the Lions team that, again, like you said, they're supposed to be bad. The they, only reason why Tua looked good against them was because they were bad. Right, right. Um, the, the Lions entered yesterday allowing over 32 points a game. Trusty statistician Stone Labanowitz provides it for me right here. 32.1 points per game. Not even close, Stone. The worst mark in the NFL By going far. into yesterday. It's why as soon as the Dolphins dispatched of the Lions, uh, Dan Campbell looked at his, his DB's coach, Aubrey Pleasant, who I covered when I worked in Wisconsin, and he was a member of the Wisconsin Badgers secondary. He got scapegoated. I don't think Aubrey Pleasant was the reason the Lions came back and played much better yesterday. I think that Aaron Rodgers is just, well, flat out bad right now. And that Packers team is flat out bad right now. The Vikings have a four and a half game lead nine weeks That's into the sick. season in the NFC North. That is sick. That's unprecedented stuff. That's like old school Patriots AFC East stuff. Kirk yeah, so doesn't. you opened up the show talking about what if you were to tell us that through nine weeks, Tua was, you know, leading the pack, or at least in the conversation to be the MVP. What if you would have told me then that <laughs> Kirk Cousins was going to be on a flight home, seven and one, shirtless, probably two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth Blinged of chains up. wrapped around Who's his neck. Chains were those. His teammates, everybody that, on the plane. Can we have a serious discussion though about Kirk Cousins all all uh, iced out on the plane? Is that a good look? Oh, it was a gr- the best look possible After, for him. Here's the thing. They're 7-1. and one. Here's like, the thing. To, to me, you guys think Joe Burrow is cool, and we had a big debate about whether or not Joe Burrow is nerd cool, like I think, or is cool cool, and you guys both say, yeah, he's got it, he's, he's got cool, it. Cool. What you see from Kirk Cousins is how I see Joe Burrow when he's got all those outfits on. But Kirk doesn't year, in the post think he's Kirk cool. Isn't, Kirk isn't cool. And nobody not, thinks he's cool. Right. It was a cool moment for him. Now, what I'll say is, I mean – very uninspiring win there uh, that the uh, that they had over the Commanders. Mm-hmm. I know it was his former team. So the he same was Commanders who beat Aaron Rodgers in the Packers, That's by true. the way. That's true. So the Commanders got That's something still. going. I'm just saying, like, uh, the Vikings over here celebrating on a plane beating the Commanders, it just looked a little whack to me. It looked a little funky to me. I'm like, are you guys – that's that's showing me more and more. They don't really believe that they're contenders. You don't hey, celebrate a win. No, a win is a win, you though, don't man. Don't do that. Like I'm yeah, gonna, I'm, I'm about that. to be old quippy sports talk radio guy. And I'm with but you. a win is unequivocally you a win. You squeaked one out against the Commanders. The, the, the Dolphins squeaked one out against the Bears, and I feel great and, today. But you didn't see Tua and them on the plane with chains around his neck. No, Tua was legit upset. Tua in the post game interview was legit upset. But you had Tyreek Hill saying Tua was the best quarterback in the league. Most accurate. he's right. There are extremes to everything. He's right. But, but Tua has kind of borne that out through the what first nine weeks of this season. Sure, and yeah. the Commanders are playing well the past few weeks, so you're allowed to do whatever you want. They're I'm seven cool with and it. one right Have now. Have fun. I'm just saying it. it just to me, it, it smelled. You know, I'm a Chiefs fan, by the way, mm. and we don't we don't celebrate like that for regular season wins. But yeah, oh, just, but you did last night. As I well, you know that was a that was a big comeback. Now, I mean, those, Tennessee they, Titans. They those did Titans get beat us up last. They did year. get brought to overtime without a single receiver catching a pass last night for the Tennessee <laughs> the Titans, Titans and a backup quarterback. The Titans, in the game. First off, did you see what those defensive backs were doing every single play? They they were out there with handcuffs and not legally 
guarding our guys, but literally putting handcuffs on receivers, hitting people 20 yards down the line. I mean, they were just brutalizing my guys out there in the defensive secondary. That's how you do it. That's what's going to happen in the postseason, man. That's exactly. what's going to happen in the well, postseason. That's why the Chiefs celebrated that win. Because last year, they manhandled my Chiefs. And this year, on primetime TV, back at Arrowhead, they tried to manhandle my Chiefs again. But guess what? Boys prevail. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't always pretty, this guy, but boys prevail. This guy said the Vikings should not be celebrating a win over the Commanders. The but Titans he's talking are 5-2 entering that game. Celebrating a win mm-hmm. over Malik Willis mm-hmm. and half of Derrick Henry. And <laughs> half of Derrick against the Henry? Titans. That was a whole Derrick Henry. It's Trust me. Ask those defensive backs. When you stack 8-9 in the box, knowing they're going to hand the ball off, and there's still nothing you can do. That's just bouncing off of them. He just <laughs> ran for Super like Bowls. 80 last week. I mean, the dude is unstoppable. And uh, we, we, we kind of hindered him. Uh, but but Aaron Rodgers has become bad. Like oh, yeah. this is this is this is the only word to describe him. Bad. Not struggling, not scuffling. Bad. Is he this bad if Devontae Adams is there though? I think he's good if Devontae Adams is there. I mean, it certainly helps. It absolutely helps. But again, if we're gonna put this MVP moniker on him, and he's won it the last two years. Yeah. Shouldn't he be elevating what's around him? And Tom Brady he never I'll, has. I'll say for Tom Brady, or, uh, he never. has been victimized by drops this season. There were seven yesterday from the Bucks, including an inexcusable one on what turned out to be the second to last drive, where you, you thought that the the Bucks were done after uh, they were stopped at the goal line. Um, just a horrible drop in the back of the end zone, and then Brady got one final possession and moved him down the field. But Aaron Rodgers, that's not the case. He's missing. Yeah. And he's inaccurate, and he's pulling a Matt Stafford and throwing it to the other team. And it's one thing to hear me and you and Stone talk about Aaron Rodgers and whether he's bad or not right now. But I think that many of the people listening right now We'll take a lot of stock in what Dan Orlovsky had to say this morning on First Take. This is the worst loss of Aaron Rodgers' career, and candidly, it's one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. The last time I saw a team in an organization saw this fall, this far, this fast, this sudden. Three years ago, they're in the NFC title game, and they lost to a team that was a throw away from winning the Super Bowl. Two years ago, they're in the NFC title game. Last year, they're the one seed. And they stink yeah. coming here, and we've listened to Aaron Rodgers talk about what everyone else isn't doing, right? And that, and that implied that he's doing what he has to do. He's prepared to win football games, and everybody else around him has to step up. Yesterday, yeah. it was on 12, and 12 has to be better. And if we can't count on him in Green Bay, there is no fixing know, his, uh, cancel Christmas. RC, I don't know the last time I see him make this many missed throws. I mean, the, the ball that gets intercepted in the red zone, he makes the very same throw to Lazard earlier in that drive that gets battered away. I just, he's usually pinpoint. He stinks. They stink. <laughs> he's bad. All words used there this morning, and they're not wrong. And Stone, you love 12. That's I'm, your boy. I love me some 12. And I've said multiple times, he's the best pure passer in the history of the NFL. Yep. But, but, this is bad. This Aaron Rodgers, the decline, the fall off a cliff, even without Devontae Adams, to me, is the biggest surprise at the midway point of the NFL season because we've never seen anything like this. This is an unprecedented fall from grace from Aaron Rodgers. And I knew something was up when it's fourth and goal on the half-yard line. You run a tackle pass to David Bakhtiari, and it falls in the I hands mean, what of, the hell is that? of Aiden Hutchinson. Like, 
when with Aaron Rodgers not being able to give that ball enough air, enough length to lead, I guess, who I can consider a receiver on that play, David Bakhtiari, like that's when I knew he was in a different mental space. That like he wasn't feeling the game as normally as he was. So right now, I'm, I, yeah, I'm not on that train. I'm, I'm still going to rock with the guy, but right now what we're seeing is definitely like real. It's real. It's not fake. It's not one week. It's right here. It's in front of us. And want to know how I know the Packers are panicking a little bit? Because they're drawing up plays for David Bakhtiari. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey but if the Chiefs would have done it, it would have been like, oh, here we go, Andy But, but because that's well, part of their identity. If Mike McDaniel would have done it, it's part of his identity. <laughs> but not, not the Packers. Right. Not with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this is stunning. And again, it's unprecedented. We haven't seen anything like this from an MVP who has fallen off the face of the earth. Especially this guy. This guy who's had the last couple of off seasons that he's had, the yeah. look at me, look at me, look at me. This is I mean, this is damning. To me, it's to me it's though it's not that shocking because for one, the past couple of off seasons have been turbulent, not just for Aaron Rodgers, but for the Packers as a whole. Number two, well, it, it, for because of him. But yeah, you're right. But he's the source of it. He's the that. source of it for sure. He's the one that sparks it all. He's the one that had all the controversy going, and he's the one that has been kind of like the guy that almost stirs it up as he does mm-hmm. his weekly appearances. Because he likes to do that. He, and it, yeah, it's fine. Like that, that, And Stone loves those kind of people that want to mix it up a little bit and sort of sort of throw some balls up in the air yeah. and say, hey, but what he, are you? His last two MVPs literally came on the back of Devontae Adams. Like, if you think about how Ooh. much. It did. It did. I mean, Stone, you got to admit that he Ooh. 180 targets. I mean, he was good. You're allowed to throw, I think, in front of that. But to make that. <laughs> but don't don't go ahead and make that claim. Uh, he's so what do you offended mean? right now. How is that? Is that offensive to Aaron Rodgers yeah, and what he did the past two years? It 100% is. He was dumping is. like 200 targets to the dude in every single pivotal down or in the red zone. Who was the ball going to? Devontae Adams. For you take sure. that guy away and he sucks. I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers is. Not good without Devontae Adams, but this year it's kind of bearing itself out. But I think it's just like a a dramatic change of schematics. Like when you go from targeting him, like it's all drawn up to target him. Like you can line him up by himself and you end up getting man coverage to his side. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is the best against man coverage in the league. Like now without that, you have to change your entire game plan. Like he's having to play hero ball. He's having to try to fit balls in the windows that he normally hasn't had to do. It's the so, same way he lost in the NFC Championship, or not the NFC Divisional round last year, right. forcing the ball to Devontae Adams sure. and the 49ers and were that, double covering. Exactly. Now so he's forcing Adams, it to guys like Romeo Dobbs, who he no longer has yeah. for the rest of the season, yeah. and guys like Robert Tunyon. Like it's just something that he hasn't had to do. He's always had a guy he can lean on. But that's been him. I don't think it's been just with the loss of Devontae. But even with a guy, he, with a guy he could has always been able to lean on, he's eventually been exposed, largely before he got to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And <laughs> what we're seeing from Aaron Rodgers now is playoff Aaron Rodgers, but in the regular season. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and it, we're not used to this. No, we're not. You have to wait wait until it gets colder outside. Right, right. Wait until a home game at Lambeau yeah. coming off of a bye to see him fail like this. You're yeah. right. November's always been the Green Bay Packers yes. month. It's always been Tom Brady's month. It's always yeah. been right. these teams so that we're used to seeing. sets them apart or has set mm-hmm. them apart. But now Aaron Rodgers is just face-planting all over the place. <laughs> they have lost five in a row. This level of incompetence from Aaron Rodgers is my biggest surprise through week nine. Even as me, the president of the Tua Tungavailoa fan club in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, and I will praise Tua at all times, and I still have an hour and 40 minutes to do so. Yeah, yeah, but sure. the biggest surprise for me is not Tua, because again, as the president of the Tua Tungavailoa fan club in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, you know, I sort of saw this coming a little bit. You did. You got to. Here's the thing, I believed, though. but this is surprising. It, 
Think about all of the the good. It sands the Jets because I think to me the most surprising thing is the Jets. Is the being Jets good. six and three? Yeah. just beat the Bills. Sauce Gardner, arguably oh one goodness. of the most effective first round picks that we've seen in the last twenty years. Well, I love the, it. The hard the hard way that it's hard to say that because Michael Parsons was just last year too. I mean, but these rookie defensive players back to back seasons but, like this, these are Hall of Fame. I mean, Michael Parsons is unbelievable, but I almost think Sauce Gardner makes more of an impact. No, no, I mean he's shutting dudes down. There's no way. There's no way in hell. No, with, no, Michael, no, no, no. with Michael Parsons one on one against one of your tackles, like you have to run an entirely different play. As he far got, as Sauce Gardner, Sauce Gardner is going up against the top he's receivers in the down. game. He got burned by Diggs in the first quarter, yeah. and then didn't lose again <laughs> the rest of the game. Yeah. I mean that's bold, big, cojone stuff from that dude. Yeah, he's he's that good. But. Your point to the Jets yeah, is the, correct. The Jets They're being 6-3 and three and them beating the Bills, um, especially like it didn't feel like that was a shorthanded Bills team. Like that was the capital B Bills and the Jets beat them without their best player, Brees Hall, who's out for the rest of the year. Like I would have never imagined that. We have that office pool where we pick games. I want to say I probably put like a, a, a number two or three top, you know, of my picks confidence level. Like I had that on that game. I just thought there was no way the Jets could beat the Bills, especially with how bad Zach Wilson had been like, well, that was he's, shocking. He's I, I cannot believe, and this is why like there is an angle for you to take on the Jets being the most surprising because they are six and three despite that yeah. rolled up gym sock at quarterback. Like, he's worthless. He doesn't do anything well. <laughs> yeah. He makes poor decisions. This week he said, Ah, oh, I want to be aggressively smart. When your quarterback starts saying things like that, you know you have a problem. Yeah. Uh, he has been left in the dust in terms of quarterback development, but they still find a way because the Jets now have an identity. And they are going to punch you in the groin over and over and over again. And now it doesn't matter if Brees Hall is in the backfield. They believe that they're going to use that offensive line. They are going to churn out yardage enough to help you maximize what that rolled-up gym sock is under center, and then that defense is all world, and it's taken on the vision of what Robert Sala was brought in to build, and that's a dominant defense. The Jets' defense is a top-five defense in the NFL, and I can no longer deny them. It's annoying that on the same day the Dolphins are about to leapfrog into second place in the division, the Jets go and beat the Bills and keep the Dolphins from taking over second place in the division, but the Jets are... Real. Like they're real. That, that's the type of stuff that if you make the postseason, it's that formula that gets you a hard-fought wildcard road victory the way the Jets play. You, yeah. know, you know how hard it is to say that, oof, maybe Salah was right. Like, right, he's, he's keeping <laughs> I know. He's keeping receipts. I called him a clown. I called him a jackass. Mm-hmm. I called him a dumbass. And here he is at 6-3 and three, making Man. me look like a jackass. <laughs> what a call. By, we, have to, we have to praise that call by him because it was such a gutsy call. I mean, for him to say in the New York media with that Jets team, right. with that quarterback situation, that he's keeping receipts, and then for it to all go the right way, like we need to go because if they were bad, we will be replaying that over and over again. <laughs> exactly. So oh we need to go God. back and replay that because he deserves his flowers for that one. If he did that and then they lost four straight, he <laughs> we would be talking about who's going to replace him going into he's next year. year Absolutely, to me. he's coach of the year. He's 100% he's in that conversation. I don't care. The right problem, now, he's the, coach of the year. The problem is they won't keep this up, or I don't think they'll we keep, keep this up. That. We keep saying that, we though. They just need the Bills. Yeah, I know. I know. They just and, need the Bills. And they did it without the benefit of the sun.
Yeah, or, or Brees Hall, or but that defensive front seven's really good. I mean, it's so good. It's really, really good. But I, you know, is, is this something with the Jets or is it something with the Bills? We saw them choke against Jacksonville last year in a hey. game that, like, do they have to get up for these guys? There's only one team in the AFC East winless against division opponents, and it's the mighty Bills, mm-hmm. yeah, Buffalo. Well, I, I, I don't know if that means anything. <laughs> it does, <laughs> but no, but I do think. It certainly means that there's they're not these unflappable, invincible juggernauts that at times we've made them out to be. If they're on the road, if you can catch them on the road, and I'm telling you, they're one loss away from suddenly this division becoming real interesting with every team. With every team. Yeah. Everybody has a chance. Not just that. I mean, I remember when they got that primetime win over the Chiefs, everybody was talking about the AFC, the route to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl going through Buffalo. I, I That's don't, in question now. And I almost think, <laughs> hey, I, I think the Bills question. I think the Bills have to have the road to the Super Bowl go through Buffalo, or they're not going to go to the Super Bowl. They know they can't do an arrowhead, not not in the postseason. And Josh Allen, this is an inconvenient truth about him. That win at KC was an outlier. He does not win close games. Never has in his career, even as the Bills have risen to the top of the AFC the last couple of years, they don't win close games. That is an inconvenient Josh Allen trait. And it's happened so many times that it's no longer just sort of random. It's a trend. It's a personality trait now of that team. Yeah, but you say career as if it's been 10, 11 seasons. No, so it's only but we've been got enough like of a sample size. Four, so we've got enough of a sample size, but I'm, I'm sure the pool is like six games wide of games that he's not been able to close down this stretch. I have this weird feeling that like these guys are ready for the postseason right now, Buffalo. Like They don't want to spend time playing teams like the Jets and playing teams like yeah. the Commanders. Be, like They're ready for the playoffs. They're ready to play to the You playoffs. better check back in because we're at the midway point of the season right. and you're leading the divisions down to one. <laughs> and you've got <laughs> it's the Jets and the Dolphins. The two teams that have beaten you this yeah. year. Right. Yeah, and the two teams that have had like legit – Injury at the quarterback position, like legit mm-hmm. problems early, and they yeah. still have a really good record. Whereas mm-hmm. the Bills, I know they had their defensive secondary hurt, and I know the the big bad son came uh-huh. and got him at uh-huh. Hard Rock. But it was other too than that, hot and sweaty. Yeah, other than that, they've been good. Like Diggs and Allen have been there the whole season, and I don't know, man. Like the AFC East, though. I mean, kudos. Is that Who the best division? Known? The AFC East and the NFC East. You can make an argument for both being the best division in football. What a time to be alive. And it's how amazing. bad is the AFC West that yeah. we thought was the, the greatest division right. in all of football history? We've never seen anything <laughs> like it. Best <laughs> collection of quarterbacks. And and we can sit here and talk about underthrows all we want with Tua. I mean, Derek Carr can't st- – when he's not overthrowing Devontae Adams, he's then woefully underthrowing Devontae Adams. Josh Allen had several underthrows yesterday, but when he does it, it doesn't count because he's fun and, and likes to yeah. take big bumps. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, it's every – quarter- no I, I would rather, by the way, in Stone, maybe you can smack me down with this. It's fine. I'd rather have a quarterback, though, that is underthrowing balls Uh-oh. than – Launching them over receivers' heads by 10 yards. Now, you can't say that because Josh Allen in his rookie year was completely overthrowing guys by 15, 20 yards. Like, it was so bad. But once you dialed it in, once he learned the system and the timing, got all that rhythm yeah. down, the guy turned once into an absolute monster. But what I'm saying is that it, no, al- like, it allows your, your receiver to have a better chance to go up, get a ball, earn a flag, as opposed to just launching it over their heads at all times. I mean, I hear you. I can't lie how hard I cringed at that. I guess it was an inside go route, an inside wheel route from Jalen Waddle 
that Tua underthrew because it was so trademark from Tua. Like, it was exactly why people we, get on him. Why we I get know. on him. So when it happened, I'm like, oh, if we end up losing this game, well, here we go. Because it was a bad throw. You, know like, you can't do that. What's frustrating, though, is then, there, and I don't know, look back in the break on, on that throw. It looks like Tua was trying to, and or starting to anticipate contact that I don't think even came. Okay. And he throws it flat-footed and sort of loops it to try and put touch on it as opposed to just getting into it, which he did on the other Jalen Waddle deep ball that drew a flag where Jalen Waddle actually, if he keeps running, he catches it in right. stride, but he anticipated it was going to be underthrown, <laughs> and then a pass interference uh, a, a flag was thrown. By the way, that was Stone coughing into the mic because I think he choked on his own saliva. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> That, that was, was not a reaction to Jalen yeah, Waddle. That's that a reaction to Stone having a medical event. I hope you're okay. God bless. I'm praying for you. What is your biggest NFL surprise of the midway point? I say Aaron Rodgers becoming a complete abject failure at the quarterback position. Theo says it's the Jets. Everything about the Jets. They're 6-3. and three. They just beat the Bills. We are at the midway point of the season, folks. And we have the Seattle Seahawks. In first place in the NFC West. And we have Geno Smith as maybe the MVP favorite. We have Tua Tungavailoa breaking records across the board, not just with the Dolphins, but in NFL history. We have the Jets, who Robert Sala a month ago made a career decision. Hey, I'm going down in flames. I'm going to say there's receipts. And then all of a sudden, the Jets have responded to that. Tom Brady just snapped a four-game losing streak. The Packers have lost five in a row. Russell Wilson is basically uh, a lump of dirt. Uh, What is happening in the NFL? What's the biggest NFL surprise at the midway point? 888-760-3776-888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. What's the biggest NFL surprise at the midway point of the season? One more game left to go in week nine. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. We are packed on a Monday. We've got a full house in here. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. First Stone in the break, he sort of sat back with his button-down Miami Hurricanes Adidas collared shirt, and he said, man, this might have been the worst sports weekend of my life. Mm. Like, verbatim, that's what Stone said. He is so... Discouraged, demoralized, despondent, and he's usually sunshiny and <laughs> happy-go-lucky and always a, someone to pick you up if you had a rough weekend, but he's in dire straits right now. Tough. 
every to every team I go to bat for, every player Dolphins, I go to though. bat for. The Dolphins, they look great. They were definitely a high point. The game was really stressful. And then to yeah. top it off, like I told you guys during the break, I'm going to be forced. I'm going to watch every single play of this L.A. Lakers at the Utah Jazz tonight. And again, I'm not looking forward to that result. Two and seven, we go. Yeah. Well, at least the Houston Astros won the World Series. That's right. Yeah, congratulations to Theo. Oh, thank, not thank, only did thank, his thank. Kansas City Chiefs in his first year as a fan win yes. last night in <laughs> overtime yes, yes. over the Titans, but his Houston Astros, he's been a fan of them longer than a year. It's yep. been a lifetime fandom for him. The Houston Astros win the World Series in six games. Uh, and that also means that our Jeanette Javier is going to get her championship ring. Yes, sir. That's what I like to see, man. She's getting the championship ring. You know what? It, when winning, when you get kind of overwhelmed with winning, sometimes you don't celebrate them enough, right? Like I, the Chiefs won on prime time last night, and they went to overtime, which made me stay late at WPTV, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> but it just is like, you know what? When I go home, I'll pop a bottle of champagne tonight. Just for the Astros and the Chiefs handling business, I'll forget what happened at Hard Rock on Saturday. That didn't matter. Um, but it just feels good. We to are going to talk circle. about that, though, because we need to have a legitimate discussion about the state of Miami football <laughs> because Mario Cristobal can rally the troops only once, but that's a team that's quitting and not competitive, and so it's worthy of, um, worthy of discussing. Just, Miami football is still in high school right now, as in, like, the high schoolers that are coming in the next couple of years are the guys that we should be shifting our focus to and not the guys that are playing on Saturday. No doubt. Theo, I just wanted to ask, you know, what you thought of the pitching change in game six with the Phillies? Like, what do you think of your lineup? How would your guys look when you were watching the Let me game? Let tell you something, man. Jeremy? Jeremy Pena? Yeah. 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 He looked, how good did he look? He looked great. All right. What were some of his statistics here in Some game of his six? statistics were he hit the damn ball <laughs> so far that the defenders out there in the outfield couldn't get to it, and the Astros rounded them down bases, and we won the World Series. That's the stat, Stone. So, I watched every out of that no-hitter. Yeah, <laughs> ask me about that one. Hey, do you remember the name of the starting pitcher? Christian Javier. Oh, Don't try me, it. dog. That's I'm really an good. Astros fan. That's really good. I watched every out of game five. Do you know who finished off the no-hitter, though? Game five. For I forgot, uh, I, don't, no. I forgot his name. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so did I. To be honest, it was <laughs> Ryan Parrington, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had a couple guys that that kind of pitched in there, but I forgot who closed it. But I do, I did watch those games. I missed a lot of Game Six because I was working, but I knew what was going to happen. I was kind of Facetiming friends on and off um, who were in the city downtown, ready to celebrate. Look, don't try to diminish my not, Astros not, win. Not, 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 not at all. Definitely not. Don't trying try to do my that. fandom right now. I'm not man. trying to do that. And. Verland is coming back for another year. It looks like it. Kate Upton said, yeah. hey, I'm allowing him to come back for another year in stark contrast to uh, to Giselle. Yeah, she's no she's no Giselle there. <laughs> Kate Upton's a stand-up citizen, a stand-up wife. A stand-up citizen. Um, oh, should we – hold on, Stone. I'm going to do this. Do you remember who won the NCAA tournament last year, Theo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do, I do, I do. Oh, this is cra- – North Carolina. Nope. They lost the – to nope, they lost to who? Who did they lose to? I don't know. It wasn't. So he doesn't know. Oh, hold on, yeah, no, 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 Stone. I know this. Stone, this goes back to everything we talked about last week. It 100%. Oh, what is historic? Because not everything this. is historic. I think it's got to be remembered if it's historic. Baylor. Baylor. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Keep going. Same conference. <sighs> Kansas. Mm-hmm. Dang, how did I forget that? He got quick. me with it too. But he, got, he said he also got himself with it too. How yeah. did I forget that? I, I'm so No, mad. but we were talking about we we Stone and I were discussing whether or not the combined no hitter was historic. And my 
argument was no, because nobody was going to remember five years from now anything about the combined no-hitter, who started, who finished it, may not even remember what team pulled it off. I think there's got to be staying power, and it reminded me last week I was literally, it was so random, sweeping my 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 living room, okay? Yeah. We have hard floors. It would be weird if I was sweeping the carpet. And uh, I'm like, Are I you don't... Are on us with your hard floor <laughs> living room? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's nice wood, too. Um... <laughs> But but I was like, man, I don't remember who won the NCAA tournament at all. Wow. So when we were discussing this on Thursday, I yeah. asked Stone, and he totally forgot. But he totally remembered, oh, I remember St. Peter's uh, beat Kentucky mm-hmm. because that was historic. That stuck in his head. That yeah. stuck in my head. But it reinforces our thought that maybe something that you say is historic because it happened for a first time, it's semantics. I think it's got to stick with you to be historic. Everybody can have their own definition of what's historic and not not historic. Kansas's win, obviously not historic, not memorable enough, but yeah. St. Peter's over Kentucky was. So, so how about this then? There's a difference between it being historic regionally and historic nationally. I think that no-hitter that the Astros had – would be historic for any Astros fan or, or people that kind of follow Well, you did know Christian Javier, so it, it yeah. might be historic for you because right. you're a Houston guy. I'll never forget that because there aren't, to be honest with you, there aren't many baseball games that I've watched on TV and seen every single out. <laughs> so to, to watch every single out of a combined no-hitter in a World Series, I'll never forget that, especially for my favorite team. You got a good old-fashioned Theo Kirkjian over here. <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched a full nine-inning baseball game. I've watched game. a bunch of, I How actually went to a Marlins game this season when they played the Phillies. Okay. So I got a good I got a good scouting report on those fields. Grown ass man who's watched the nine inning baseball game a handful of times. Well, I, it's I been mean, like fifteen times. Maybe. I love that point though from Theo that you know being from Houston, you're gonna remember Christian Javier because I think if I were to say in 10, 15 years, will I remember who won the twenty twenty two World Series? Yes, because Mattress Mac. Hit the sports book for seventy five million, the largest payout in history. And, and degenerate speak to you exactly. Okay. So like yeah. I, that's how it'll resonate with me. But you'll remember that m- part of it more than you'll remember right. how it actually went down. Like, did it happen in six games? Did it win it in in Houston type deal? For sure, yeah. for sure. Like, Just because Mattress Mac hit him for seventy five million dollars. I'll remember who the White Sox beat in the two thousand five World Series, the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I'll remember Scott Pesednik hitting the walk off homer off of Brad Lidge in game uh, wow. game two. Paul Canerco, the go-ahead grand slam in the seventh inning in game two. Yeah. You guys don't know, but don't regionally, yeah. historic to me. See, so I think there's... Sweeping the Astros. Okay, you don't have to keep going. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> These are new days. Yeah, right? I know, Dusty, I know. That Dusty was a, Baker. like four lifetimes ago, yeah. it feels like. <laughs> I was like in, and I think, either late elementary school or middle school around the time. I was a little kid. Um, by the way, congratulations to the city of Philadelphia. On top of the sports world this time last week, uh, you lose the World Series and then lose the MLS Cup Final in dramatic, mm. unbelievable fashion as well. So, the same Eagles, day. Though. On the same day, within hours of one another. <laughs> and at least they won Thursday Night Football against the Houston Texans. At least they, now it's their one saving grace. <laughs> You're exactly right. What's the biggest NFL surprise at the midway point? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. That's eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. And on Twitter at KLV one zero six three. Aaron uh, tweets in as an Eagles fan. The Eagles being eight and zero. I'm still waiting for them to choke. Yeah, the Eagles being eight and zero is a surprise. But I don't know if the Eagles choking is something that actually is in the cards. Like they, they're just. I know that. Thursday was a bit lackluster, but I think they have all the pieces. I don't know if Eagles 8-0 is even that much of a surprise. Uh, maybe like, not. I would have anticipated maybe like 6-2. and two. Like yeah. They were a good team coming into the season. 8-0, not 
that huge of a surprise. And like you said, I don't see a choke around the corner. They're so well built. Right. Look at the NFC. Who is going to beat the Eagles? And their schedule. Other than the Cowboys, who's in that same realm? Theo, I've been wanting to ask you this for a long time. So we went through your new 2022 NFL fandom, right? It was the Miami Dolphins. It was between the Kansas City Chiefs, the Eagles. I can't remember the fourth team, but do you have the any? Panthers? <laughs> no, that's right. Exactly. By the way, Sam Darnold's been reactivated. Oh, great! Don't matter. Just... Baker jogged in that game and looked great. <laughs> Boy, that was the highlight of yeah, my weekend. Even was. though they were down 40 at the time. How sorry <laughs> is your sports weekend have to be if Baker Mayfield? <laughs> Returning in under center time. is the highlight of your weekend. Yeah. Stone, you were down bad. <laughs> I'm down so bad. I even got like a high off of watching it. Like it's like everything around me was burning a down, huge and I was like, "All right, serotonin boost in for, the form of Baker Mayfield." Yeah, you turn on this Panthers game, and he converted a third down, and I was like, "Yeah, like here we go." I was getting up with Theo. But if you're talk. about to talk about how I have the Midas touch, please continue. Stone. No, I don't. I was gonna ask, do you have any regrets? Like in the back of your head when you go to bed at night, are you like, "Oh man, I almost picked the Eagles. I almost picked it because oh, you were no. so close to." Picking Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, yeah. and now here they are. I mean, yeah. because the, to re to re go over this, Jalen Hurts, a Houston guy, a guy that right. that I, I covered some of uh, adjacently because I covered the Georgia Bulldogs and I covered a lot of his fights. Um, so I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts. I'm happy for the Eagles, um, and I was close to picking them, mm-hmm. just like I was close to picking the Dolphins. But he Both picked the teams. Chiefs because he's from Kansas, yeah. even though the Chiefs don't play in Kansas. Well, you know what? That doesn't matter because <laughs> Kansas is in the dang name. That's actually one of my favorite things ever. Oh, all right, there's, new, there's people from New York that root for the Jets, and they don't play in New York City. That's a good point. They play in they New York. They used to, though. Yeah, but the Giants or Jets don't play in, in New York. That's true. But again, they used to. For that, the majority of that, people's lives that are my age, okay, that's fair. they've played in New Jersey. That's fair. So <laughs> it's okay for me to root for a team that is literally Kansas City. <laughs> Chiefs, just because Kansas City borders both states. I mean, come on, man. I'm OP. That o- Overland Park is where I was born. Okay. Anybody from that side of the, the states know about OP. And they know where, how we get there. That's where the racetrack is, right? I don't know. Okay. Kansas City Motor Speedway? Yeah. I don't know what city it's in. Okay. Uh, what's the biggest <laughs> NFL surprise at the midway point? 888-760-3776. Big homie's going to kick us off on the phones on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, homie? E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! How y'all doing, man? Are you surprised by the Eagles? Are you surprised by 8 No, or is it just a pleasant development? I mean, that's a, I, I can say, yes, I am surprised. I didn't think we would be undefeated. But the biggest surprise has to be the best. I thought he would improve from last year. But my man's just playing at MVP level right now. Like, you mm-hmm. you can't deny it. He's playing at MVP level right now. Uh, I'm smoking on some uh, gelato runs right now. All right. And I'm just listening over this uh, Florida State. Oh. Bro, yeah, we've got it on right now in the in the studio. Uh, we had it on and just reliving that nightmare. I do want to ask you, though, on the subject of uh, of consumption this week with the hurricane coming in, might be holed up for a little bit. Is there a special strain that, that you're smoking or what? Uh, what's your, your path there? Oh, it's going to be the gelato. Okay. Uh, the gelato season right now. Okay. Gelato uh, season. Like gelato season. No, but, uh, homie, we are, we're going to talk about the Canes and FSU. I know that... You're basking in sports glory right now. He's an FSU guy. Appreciate the call. I think he got a little. Um, he was a little miffed at you last week because you were talking trash. 
Yeah, I was talking some trash. Why would you do that? It was a tough spot for me. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know what? I really have nothing to say. As the game comes back on from commercial break and they're down 31-3, the third-string quarterback's in the game as the third quarter comes to a close and the center snaps the ball under the quarterback's leg. Yeah. There, it's just, just a debacle. And How did Brown not fall on that It ball? just makes makes my sports weekend that much burn way more. And times worse than it already has. Kane's fan right. literally cool. laughing. Yeah, in the crowd were, yeah <laughs> as, as I look, because I haven't seen the TV broadcast of this, uh, Kane's fans openly laughing with 2.13 left to go in the third after the Canes turn it over on a fumble in the red zone, and it's 31-3 to Florida State. FSU fans were on 10. By the way, it was at that point where my wife stood up, hit me on the arm, and said, let's go. Yeah. That right there. Time that to right beat the there. traffic. Yeah. And boy, did we. Yeah, because a lot of people left at halftime. Yeah, so there was no cars left in the parking yeah, lot. It was empty. It was, it was empty. empty. I, I think that was really an out of body experience for me to write a sold out Hard Rock Stadium. Only time they've done that was against when they invited Notre Dame Notre into town, Dame. which I don't know how many seasons ago that was. Three or four. Two thousand eighteen. Two thousand. So I can't remember. Right. Okay. So all the way back then, they sell it out, and then the third quarter starts, and there's nobody left in the state. It was crazy. Nobody but, left. But can we at least say something? Great showing from the Canes fans. Everybody was talking about how it was going to be 50-50 FSU. Oh, yeah, I no, felt it like was, it was like a good 70-30, yeah. 80-20. No, Canes fans got up for it, and unfortunately, it was that dreck that they got rewarded with. That's- it's not Good enough. Should we take a break so that we can go in on the Canes for a little bit? Let's take a little we'll break. We'll do some college football as well. We'll also continue with social media, uh, what you've responded to as the biggest NFL surprise at the midway point. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We'll keep talking NFL. We'll keep talking college. Uh, we'll talk some Canes. Also, I have a special announcement to make. In our number two, a special announcement here on Ken Levicka Live. It'll be a special announcement. You won't want to miss it. This changes everything. Mm. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Also changing everything is Brightline. It's an 8.30 tip-off tonight. Oof. 8.30. They're not playing out west. They're playing at FTX Arena. That's late. 830. 30. The last thing you want to be doing is driving home from Miami at like 2 a.m. Miami, which by the way, notorious for construction on 95 at 2.30 in the morning, and you don't get back home until like 4. The sun's coming up because we flipped the clocks back by the time you're pulling in your driveway after the heat game tonight. So take Brightline. Take the big yellow train. It's the only way to go. Brightline. Go Brightline.com, the free Brightline app. Brightline has the Wi-Fi, has the air-conditioned cars, has the no traffic you get stuck in, has the luxurious stations in West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, and Miami, and it's the only way that I go to the heat. It's the only way that Theo goes to the heat. It's the only way that Stone goes to the heat. The buzzer beater train, three different trains waiting for you after the final horn at FTX Arena. So after the heat handle business tonight, you can get right back on the Brightline, have yourself a drink and a snack, and... You can enjoy your evening instead of being stuck in traffic. That's GoBrightline.com, the free Brightline app. Take the buzzer beater train tonight to see the heat and that 8.30 tip-off. Go Brightline. GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. More of your calls when we come back. Monday edition, it's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. What the hell? I'm trying to 
I don't know these days on Twitter if someone's real or not. This is it. Can we beat the, the breaking news music? Oh, yeah. You this saw is, that. This is weird. It's weird. This is really weird. Like, the first part of it, not so weird. Yeah. The second part of it's what's weird. Breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Here's the not weird breaking news. Frank Reich fired as Indianapolis Colts head coach. 3-5-1. The offense is a really difficult watch. Here's the weird news. Adam Schefter. The Colts are naming their former six-time Pro Bowl center and ESPN analyst Jeff Saturday as their interim head coach. Saturday's been a consultant for the team, is in its ring of honor, and was also head coach for the Hebron Christian Academy football team <laughs> in Decula, Georgia. Decula. This is... Decula? Is that how you pronounce it? That's how I used to pronounce it on TV. I, I'm willing to go out on a limb here and say this is not true. But, but, but no, no, but That's look. Shifty. It is. Uh, here, come come over here real quick and just take my phone and it, let me know. Like, maybe I'm missing something. It's I thought shifty. maybe there was like a... Like an L in the middle of Schefter, and I didn't notice it, and it's a fake account. I forgot you can get a blue check now if you just pay. So yeah, you right, can't right. Even maybe do it's that. just some guy who paid eight dollars. But like, look at that. But the Colts are tanking. They're obviously tanking. So this is—it's just weird that they would throw. They're Jeff just Saturday doing this to sell bus. tickets now, right? I don't. Does Jeff Saturday coaching sell tickets? But are he's beloved that? in Colt circles. Jeff Saturday with but, the hits. Right, Stone. On. It's real, right? Jeff Saturday would have like you don't sell tickets by putting a head coach out there. It's real because there are real blue checks commenting on <laughs> yeah. it, saying what, wait, how, huh? I literally had to look at it five different times as we we're coming back from break because I thought I was being duped. This is kind of weird. You know, co- members of the coaching staff hate Jeff right now. Like he's gonna walk. Oh, into yeah, the I studio. know. Interim head coach. What sort of message is that? Right. Like, exactly. hey, whoever's on the current coaching staff, just know you're done, done. Because we're bringing Ride it in, out. We're bringing in Jeff Saturday. Bringing in Jeff Saturday. <laughs> Who hangs out with nine. Max Kellerman yeah. and, and, and Ryan, Ryan Clark all day. And Laura Rutledge. And here he comes right. to coach our football team. This oh, dude's been living in a TV God. studio for the last, like, five years. Which is but at least he has the Hebron Christian job under his belt in Decula, Georgia. <laughs> so we're getting And it. that's like small school football in Georgia, too. So poor, like, poor Sam Ellinger is going to throw the ball four times next week. <laughs> <laughs> the Colts are going to run it Wait, 76 uh, times. Was he the head coach for, for Hebron Christian, or was he just... Does it matter? Says, Does it matter? Yeah. No, I'm confused. As yeah, he how. was the head coach for the Hebron Christian Academy football team. How was he... How, okay. That's weird. This, everything about this is weird. Also, did Hebron Christian not make the playoffs? Because high school football playoffs are about to go on right now. Is he leaving his guys? No, I think he was at some point. I don't think he is this year. Oh, okay. I don't know, though. I have no idea. I'm so confused by I this. I have lost track of what Jeff Saturday has been doing the last couple of years if I don't see him on the worldwide leader. I've never thought I would have to keep a tabs on Jeff Saturday's uh, whereabouts, especially um, regarding the sidelines of an NFL head coaching. We should call Mike T and see who he's coaching this year. (laughs) Let's call Mike T right now. Mike, what interim job are you going to be taking? Uh, You know who's a favorite for the Colts job? Matt Rule. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Now, is that a lie? (laughs) Yes. No, no, no. No, no. no. Come on. Uh, Bobby is in Boca. Bobby's on Ken LeVick Alive. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Ken. What's up, man? How are you, brother? I'm good, thanks. I'm sorry about that. that flip, I, that mistake I made last week. <laughs> hey, Bobby, you're a passionate man. I appreciate you. Everything's all good. All right, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Hey, I just wanted to get back to what you. I talked to you on 
say two weeks ago mm-hmm. about the Canes not – I've talked to you about the Canes not having any dogs. Yeah. They got a lot of five stars, but they're all individual athletes. Well, you know what? That's what, that's what I was talking about what happened Saturday. They all quit, man. Those kids are such there's – there's no team involved there. It's all individuals. You can have all the five stars you want, but if you don't have some kids that are dogs, what I call them dogs, then you're not going to succeed, man. He's got to change the culture there, no, or else they're not going to work. I was talking to a kid that's a diehard FSU fan, and he said that that, that stadium was half empty by halftime. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It absolutely was. It was, uh, I mean, Stone was there, Theo was there, I was there. It was half empty, um, and then was three-quarters empty by the time I got out of there with like two minutes left to go in the third quarter because it's an unwatchable yep, exactly. product. And I... I, yesterday, I was thinking about it a little bit. I was relitigating, and Bobby appreciated the call. I was relitigating Saturday a little bit. And oh, I, were you? You weren't even conscious. <laughs> well, for a part of it. For a part of it. <laughs> for, 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 for a part of it. I made it through the entire tailgate just fine. It's once I got to the seats that it was nap time. Okay, because I'm old. We'll get to that in a second. Okay, um, I don't know what part you're living. Do we sleep though. in the stands? Again. I, you Theo, know what, Theo, I, Theo, you were tagged on Instagram. Yeah, my a wife, video. My, my wife totally sold me out to the masses. Oh yeah. man, I got yeah. I got really messed up. Yeah, I was. Uh, it was nap time. But you know what? <laughs> I I was symbolic of the Canes' effort on Saturday night. That's what that was. <laughs> I was standing in sol- solidarity of the Canes' effort. Um, but I didn't want to use the Q word. But the more I think about it and the more I watch it back right here, I'm going to use the Q word. Those kids quit mm. on Saturday night. And it started after the first touchdown pass. Yeah, the first touchdown the pass. The first possession, uh, was, what was it, 1350 mark of the first quarter, home run ball, touchdown, and the quitting started right there. Octavia Wilson, baby. Really nice drive, really nice pass, really good route, really good, really good and play that was the end dialed of the game. up. And it was the end of the game. <laughs> the complete end of the game. Ernesto's in Boynton. What's up, Ernie? What's up, guys? Good afternoon. Uh, surprises off the bat. Okay, my Giants is a surprise. Yes. To be honest, uh, where we are where we are right now is a surprise to me. Uh, we were supposed to be, I would say, uh, not even close to this. Uh, it's a surprise. So let's put that on point for me. Everything else is not a surprise. Uh, he in Green Bay is a joke. Okay, you're a quarterback that's been in the league for too long. You're multiple MVP for a reason. Supposed to be taking the team on your back, not making excuses. That guy is a joke. You take his little blanket, his security blanket away, and now he's crying. Mm. Lioness, shut the hell up. <laughs> you know, get him. You know, I don't know. Honestly, dude, his his, his true calling came out to be just a uh, 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 what's those guys the, the uh, conspiracy theorist. That's what he is. He's a conspiracy uh, con- uh, con- uh, con- theory- con- conspiracy theorist. There you go. Oh, wow. And the strain of the day is Motorhead. Yes, sir. Motorhead. Oh. It's not whatever that guy was talking about. It's Motorhead, people. Motorhead, come to me for the Motorhead. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right, Ernesto. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Leo in Riviera Beach. What's up, Leo? Hello, Governors. Thanks for taking my call. I've, I've chosen to become King Charles on Twitter after paying my eight pence and, and, and eight pounds and six pence. I've chosen to become King Charles. Oh, you're and verified. Yes, oh, any, yeah, there you anybody go. Anybody can become King Charles. And I, and I spoke to this last week where now Twitter is a hellscape. Unfortunately, <laughs> anybody can impersonate anybody. Uh-huh. And it's unfortunate that Elon Musk has spent 44 
billion dollars. Good thing it wasn't pounds. Good thing. And uh, yes, and it, he's overpaid for that. And and I just chuckle with my with my brethren here in England. Say governor. In good old... Yes. Hello, governor. Yeah, there it is. That is very very good, King Charles. Appreciate that. <laughs> and yes, and and the, and as I closely follow the the teams across the pond, I see that Miami is is doing well at six and three. But the surprise of the year is the New York Jets. I must say, mm. the New York Jets are the most surprising team of the year. I didn't know their offense would come on, and and they're relying strictly on the defense. But hey. I I I didn't keep receipts and Robert Salad did and I'm I'm just surprised. I, just I'm disappointed as a Dolphins fan. Do British as people a, roll the R on dis- Roberts? Uh, appreciate Hello, it. Hello, there you go. There you go. Eight dollars uh got him that King Charles moniker. Is he really King Charles on Twitter right now? <laughs> no, no, he's not. No, he's not. Oh. No, he's not. I was about to go I, I want to go see that. That was I was I like that. He sounded British. He's been watching a lot of Bridgerton. <laughs> uh, speaking of British accents, tomorrow, you'll never believe what Theo got suckered into doing. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, tomorrow I'll explain the story tomorrow because we have too much to do today, including a new inductee into the LeBron James Needlessly Lying Hall mm. of Fame. <laughs> the newest entry. By the way, um, uh, answer to your question, when did Jeff Saturday coach Hebron Christian Academy? Um, 2019. Oh, when they, by records, according to Jason Kirk, were the 183rd best high school team in the state of Georgia. Let's go, he run. <laughs> and now he's the head coach of the Indianapolis. What? Hey, hey, one eighty three, not that bad if you think about nationally. If you if you think percentage wise, he's up there. Top twenty five percent. It doesn't like matter. That. He just that's ran. not in the nation. That's in Georgia. He just was running counter with the one right guard who was the best player on his team. Uh, he, was that Jeff there's Saturday no doubt. Junior? That's going to be the new. <laughs> probably his son. <laughs> that's going to be the new Colt offense. Run counter. Oh my goodness. Ellinger, go. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. They're tanking though. They want to get a good quarterback. They're tanking. Oh my god. They you benched think? Matt Ryan for no yeah. reason. Um, when yeah. we come back, it happened again to a lesser extent, but it happened again on Saturday night at Hard Rock Stadium. Something that has personally hit me hard, something that I've had to come to terms with and I need to confront, and I have a major announcement to make. That will come when we return. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's still in the band of it's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Midway point of the NFL season, and what are we watching? Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. All right, all right, let's just go around the room real quick. If I told you, final week of August, Theo, Tua Tonga Vailoa would be an MVP candidate. After week nine, you would say what? Super early in the NFL season, final week of August. But if you're talking about final week of October, I would say, yeah, man, that's that's incredible. 
Stone, if I told you final week of August, Tua Tungavailoa after week nine is going to be an MVP candidate, your response is? Share some of those drugs, please. I'm not on drugs. I'm just high on Tua. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Tua's really good. This has been a weird, weird NFL season. Tua, MVP candidate. Geno Smith, MVP candidate. New York Jets, potential oh. playoff team. What world are we living in right now? You forgot something about the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. You can throw something in there. Packers, Aaron Rodgers, bad. Awful. Bad. And you said bad. maybe for the Jets. Are we, no, are they we, are a playoff yeah, team. Yeah, they're a playoff team. They keep making me eat crap yeah. <laughs> every week. <laughs> I, I I didn't believe in him. Then Breeze Hall steamrolling everybody. All right, fine. The Jets are okay. And then he gets hurt. Ah, the Jets are dead. And then they beat the Bills, and now they're 6-3, and three, just I like the Dolphins. It. This is crazy. I will say, I'm enjoying it. I sort of like it. And then some things stay the same. Tom Brady coming back in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It, he, they still looked awful, though. They, they looked terrible. It was one of the worst football games of just, the entire weekend. Just an abomination. And it, it looked like just two teams that are obviously like past their prime. Two teams that oh. are like no longer in that championship window, yeah. though they're the past two champions. Both of those teams are like the old person who has a walker who doesn't know that they're coming perilously close to the stairs. Like something really bad is about to happen. <laughs> the, the, the schedule makers. <laughs> like we've seen it happen. Something recently. catastrophic is about to happen. Yeah, the schedule makers four months ago were like, "Oh, let's get a rematch of the NFC." You know that that that, that big divisional game. Uh-huh. Here. Let's see. Let's see. If this could do really good TV numbers mm-hmm. here, and then they play the game. Meanwhile, it was two elderly people <laughs> fist fighting. Like that. That's what yesterday turned out to be. Only way that could have got worse is somehow if Aaron Rodgers showed up. Like if Aaron Rodgers <laughs> like knocks on the stadium door, like, "Hey guys," so he can throw more. an. Interception at the goal line. <laughs> Guys, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. High on ayahuasca. <laughs> Ken LeVick alive on a Monday here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine action in attorney studios, downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers right off of the hot, but beginning to get breezy with a weird November hurricane coming intracoastal. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He is my radio life partner. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock, and he still believes he has the guts. He has, as they say with all my Latin friends, the cojones, to wear a button-down Miami Hurricanes shirt today. He is still repping his disgraced favorite football program. It was tough. You know, as I was buttoning up each button, it hurt worse <laughs> and worse uh-huh. and worse. Uh-huh. And I said, am I really going to wear this? And I said, you know what? I do have the cojones. Let me, let me ride on to the ESPN West Palm Studios. You do. You do. Uh, that shirt that shirt signifies 62 passing yards in a game against your rival at the Division One level. I almost threw some shoulder pads on Stone. He was right there at Hard Rock. I'm like, look, they need help. They're throwing anybody at QB. Stone, you were the next guy in line, I, likely. I'm going to make a proclamation right now. Stone is better than Jake Garcia. <laughs> hey, I love that. Stone yeah. right now is better than Jake that. Garcia, and he is better than the baby tree known as Jakari Brown. Brown. Yeah, if you guys would have given me a week in that offense with Josh Gaddis, one of the, the best <laughs> offensive Josh coaches Gattis. you know, in all of the country he, right now. Wh- excuse me, he's what? <laughs> he's what? What is Josh Gaddis? <laughs> so that's the reigning Broyles Award winner right there, man. Yeah, if you guys would have given me a but week. That's accurate. What <laughs> Stone said I don't think is accurate. A week of prep, I think I could have thrown at least 62. I don't know if I'm going over that mark, but 62 yards to the air, I could have given us you that. You could have hit 62. Mm-hmm. You could have hit 62. I mean, it what it comes down to is it legitimately from the third quarter on every ball should have just been a deep ball fly route down the sideline and just start chucking 
Just start chucking. Oh, that's right. They don't have any receivers, though, nope. either. Yeah, we'll talk plenty about that. We'll talk plenty about that. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He is here reporting for duty like he typically does on a Monday. So, lost in me basking in Tua Glow, and I don't want to hear about, oh, he underthrew Jalen Waddell and could have put the game away on the final Dolphins possession yesterday in the Finns' 35-32 win over the Bears because if it wasn't for Tua, then Justin Fields would have been the talk of the entire Week 9 of the NFL season because the Dolphins' defense is straight hot trash Mm -hmm. right now. Um, But within the Bears' division. And why Bears fans, even after a loss, should start to feel better and better and better about what the next couple of years are going to look like with Justin Fields if he can stay healthy. Because finally, for the first time in Justin Fields' career, a coaching staff realized, hey, uh, what if this guy ran the ball a little bit more? Yeah. I don't know. Just a novel concept, but at least at least Matt Eberflus is, is unlocking the key of the most obvious thing that should have happened with Matt Nagy. And now finally, midway through the season, uh, the Bears' new coaching staff has decided is, hey, this guy can run a little bit. He's pretty good. The reason Bears fans should feel good is that there is a team adorned in green and gold that is falling apart at the seams because it's jackhole quarterback is failing miserably, has lost the plot, and is no longer an effective leader in a locker room. He has only himself to blame for a loss to the lowly Detroit Lions yesterday. Do you remember, Theo, last week, the common refrain, if you praised Tua Tonga Vailoa, it was, huh, well, the Lions, the Lions, they have the 31st worst pass defense in the NFL. Guess what Aaron Rodgers, the back-to-back MVP, the magical one, points-wise, eked out against the Lions yesterday? Single digits. Nine. Nine points, three interceptions, all in the red zone. Bad, 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 simply bad. This is the same guy, Stone, who went on your boy, Pat McAfee's show, just a couple of weeks ago and basically laid down the gauntlet. Said, hey, if guys can't perform... Might have to rearrange the depth <laughs> chart. Guys might be losing their jobs. Wait, does does that also apply to number 12? Just wondering after yesterday, Stone. He said he played bleepy, but he never gave up. So I'm really <laughs> proud of him. Good. Really good. proud of him for not giving up. Fight until the end there. I played bleepy, but I never gave up. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that is going to be in a book someday. That quote, inspiring. I played bleepy, but I never gave up. Remember? Oh, well, good, Aaron. Yeah, like, remember when he was asking for the Bills? Like, all right, guys, get right game. We got Buffalo. Nobody believes in us. We're going to go in there. We're going to do some things. We're going to become viral. What was he telling his teammates to do? Become household names yep. or whatever? Yep. Um, That was two weeks ago. They got their, their tails kicked by Buffalo, and then they looked incompetent against the Lions team that, again, like you said, they're supposed to be bad. The they, only reason why Tua looked good against them was because they were bad. Right, right. Um. The, the Lions entered yesterday allowing over 32 points a game 
trusty statistician Stone Labanowitz provides it for me right here. 32.1 points per game. Not even close, Stone. The worst mark in the NFL By going far. into yesterday. It's why as soon as the Dolphins dispatched of the Lions, uh, Dan Campbell looked at his, his DB's coach, Aubrey Pleasant, who I covered when I worked in Wisconsin, and he was a member of the Wisconsin Badgers secondary. He got scapegoated. I don't think Aubrey Pleasant was the reason the Lions came back and played much better yesterday. I think that Aaron Rodgers is just, well, flat out bad right now. And that Packers team is flat out bad right now. The Vikings have a four and a half game lead nine weeks That's into the sick. season in the NFC North. That is sick. That's unprecedented stuff. That's like old school Patriots AFC East stuff. Yeah, so you opened up the show talking about what if you were to tell us that through nine weeks, Tua was, you know, leading the pack, or at least in the conversation to be the MVP. What if you would have told me then that <laughs> Kirk Cousins was going to be on a flight home, seven and one, shirtless, probably two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth Blinged of chains up. wrapped around Who's his neck. Chains were those. His teammates, everybody that, on the plane. Can we have a serious discussion though about Kirk Cousins all all uh, iced out on the plane? Is that a good look? Oh, it was gr- the best look possible After, for him. Here's the thing. They're 7-1. and one. Here's like, the thing. To, to me, you guys think Joe Burrow is cool, and we had a big debate about whether or not Joe Burrow is nerd cool, like I think, or is cool cool, and you guys both say, yeah, he's got it, he's, he's got cool, it. Cool. What you see from Kirk Cousins is how I see Joe Burrow when he's got all those outfits on. But Kirk doesn't year, in the post- think he's Kirk cool. Isn't, Kirk isn't cool. And nobody not, thinks he's cool. Right. It was a cool moment for him. Now, what I'll say is... <laughs> I mean, very uninspiring win there uh, that the uh, that they had over the Commanders. Mm-hmm. I know it was his former team. So the he same was Commanders who beat Aaron Rodgers in the Packers, That's by true. the way. That's true. So the Commanders got That's something still. going. I'm just saying, like, uh, the Vikings over here celebrating on a plane beating the Commanders, it just looked a little whack to me. It looked a little funky to me. I'm like, are you guys – that's that's showing me more and more. They don't really believe that they're contenders. You don't hey, celebrate a win. No, like a win that. is a win, you though, don't man. Do that. Like I'm yeah, gonna, I'm, I'm about that. to be old quippy sports talk radio guy. And I'm with but you. a win is unequivocally you a win. You squeaked one out against the Commanders. The, the, the Dolphins squeaked one out against the Bears, and I feel great and, today. But you didn't see Tua and them on the plane with chains around his neck. No, Tua was legit upset. Tua in the post game yeah. interview was legit upset. But you had Tyreek Hill saying Tua was the best quarterback in the league. Most accurate. Yeah, he's right. There are extremes to everything. He's right. But but Tua has kind of borne that out through the what first nine weeks of this season. Sure, and yeah. the Commanders are playing well the past few weeks, so you're allowed to do whatever you want. They're I'm seven cool and one right Have now. Have fun. I'm just saying it, it. Just to me, it it smelled. You know, I'm a Chiefs fan, by the way, mm. and we don't we don't celebrate like that for regular season wins. But yeah, oh, just, but you did last night. As I well, you know that was a that was a big comeback. Now, I mean, those, the Tennessee Titans. They those did Titans get beat us up last. They did year. get brought to overtime without a single receiver catching a pass last night for the Tennessee <laughs> the Titans, Titans and a backup quarterback. The Titans, in the end. First off, did you see what those defensive backs were doing every single play? They they were out there with handcuffs and not legally guarding our guys, but literally putting handcuffs on receivers, hitting people twenty yards down the line. I mean, they were just brutalizing my guys out there in the defensive secondary. That's how you do it? That's what's going to happen in the postseason, man. Exactly. That's why the Chiefs celebrated that win because last year they manhandled my Chiefs, and this year on primetime TV back at Arrowhead they tried to manhandle my Chiefs again. But guess what? 
boys prevail. This, <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't always pretty, this guy, but boys prevail. This guy said the Vikings should not be celebrating a win over the Commanders. The but Titans he's talking are 5-2 in that game. Celebrating a win mm-hmm. over Malik Willis mm-hmm. and half of Derrick Henry. And <laughs> half of Derrick against the Henry? Titans. That was a whole Derrick Henry. It's Trust me. Ask those defensive backs. When you stack 8-9 in the box, knowing they're going to hand the ball off, and there's still nothing you can do. That's just bouncing off of them. He just <laughs> ran for Super like Bowls. 280 last week. I mean, the dude is unstoppable. And uh, we, we, we kind of hindered him. Uh, but but Aaron Rodgers has become bad. Like oh, yeah. this is this is this is the only word to describe him. Bad. Not struggling, not scuffling. Bad. Is he this bad if Devontae Adams is there though? I think he's good if Devontae Adams is there. I mean, it certainly helps. It absolutely helps. But again, if we're gonna put this MVP moniker on him, and he's won it the last two years. Yeah. Shouldn't he be elevating what's around him? And Tom Brady he never I'll, has. I'll say for Tom Brady, right, he has never. been victimized by drops this season. There were seven yesterday from the Bucks, including an inexcusable one on what turned out to be the second to last drive, where you thought that the the Bucks were done after they were stopped at the goal line. Um, just a horrible drop in the back of the end zone, and then Brady got one final possession and moved him down the field. But Aaron Rodgers, that's not the case. He's missing. Yeah. And he's inaccurate, and he's pulling a Matt Stafford and throwing it to the other team. And it's one thing to hear me and you and Stone talk about Aaron Rodgers and whether he's bad or not right now. But I think that many of the people listening right now will take a lot of stock in what Dan Orlovsky had to say this morning on First Take. This is the worst loss of Aaron Rodgers' career, and candidly, it's one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. The last time I saw a team in an organization saw this fall, this far, this fast, this sudden. Three years ago, they're in the NFC title game, and they lost to a team that was a throw away from winning the Super Bowl. Two years ago, they're in the NFC title game. Last year, they're the one seed, and they still coming here and we've listened to Aaron Rodgers talk about what everyone else isn't doing right and that and that implied that he's doing what he has to do he's prepared to win football games and everybody else around him has to step up yesterday yeah it was on 12 and 12 has to be better and if we can't count on him in Green Bay there is no fixing uh, cancel Christmas RC I don't know the last time I see him make this many missed throws I mean, the, the ball that gets intercepted in the red zone, he makes the very same throw to Lazard earlier in that drive that gets battered away. I just, he's usually pinpoint. He stinks. They stink. <laughs> he's bad. All words used there this morning, and they're not wrong. And Stone, you love 12. That's I'm, your boy. I love me some 12. And I've said multiple times, he's the best pure passer in the history of the NFL. Yep. But, but, this is bad. This Aaron Rodgers, the decline, the fall off a cliff, even without Devontae Adams, to me, is the biggest surprise at the midway point of the NFL season because we've never seen anything like this. This is an unprecedented fall from grace from Aaron Rodgers. And I knew something was up when it's fourth and goal on the half-yard line. You run a tackle pass to David Bakhtiari, and it falls in the hands of Aiden Hutchinson. Like, when with Aaron Rodgers not being able to give that ball enough air, enough length to lead, I guess, who I can consider a receiver on that play, David Bakhtiari, like that's when I knew he was in a different mental space. That like he wasn't feeling the game as normally as he was. So right now, I'm, I, yeah, I'm not on that train. I'm, I'm still going to rock with the guy, but right now what we're seeing is definitely 
Like, real. It's real. It's not fake. It's not one week. It's right here. It's in front of us. And want to know how I know the Packers are panicking a little bit? Because they're drawing up plays for David Bakhtiari. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> hey, but if the Chiefs would have done it, it would have been like, oh, here we go, Andy But, but because that's well, part of their identity. Waiting. If Mike McDaniel would have done it, it's part of his identity. <laughs> but not, not the Packers. Right. Not with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this is stunning. And again, it's unprecedented. We haven't seen anything like this from an MVP who has fallen off the face of the earth, especially this guy. This guy who's had the last couple of off-seasons that he's had. The look at me, look at me, look at me. This is, I mean, this is damning. To me, it's, to me, it's though, it's not that shocking because, for one, the past couple of off-seasons have been turbulent, not just for Aaron Rodgers, but for the Packers as a whole. Number two, well, for, because of him. But yeah, you're right. But he's the source of it. He's the that. source of it, for sure. He's the one that sparks it all. He's the one that had all the controversy going, and he's the one that has been kind of like the guy that almost stirs it up as he does mm-hmm. his weekly appearances. Because he likes to do that. He, it, it, yeah, it's fine. Like th- that, and Stone loves those kind of people that want to mix it up a little bit and sort of sort of throw some balls up in the air yeah. and say, hey, but what he, are you? His last two MVPs literally came on the back of Devontae Adams. Like, if you think about how Ooh. much – it did. It did. I mean, Stone, you got to admit that he – 180 targets. I mean, he was good. You're allowed to throw, I think, in front of that. But to make that <laughs> – but don't don't go ahead and make that claim. Uh, he's so what do you offended mean? right now. How is that – is that offensive to Aaron Rodgers yeah, and what he did the past two years? It 100% He was dumping is. like 200 targets to the dude in every single pivotal down or in the red zone. Who was the ball going to? Devontae Adams. For you take sure. that guy away and he sucks. I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers is – not good without Devontae Adams, but this year it's kind of bearing itself out. But I think it's just like a a dramatic change of schematics. Like when you go from targeting him, like it's all drawn up to target him. Like you can line him up by himself and you end up getting man coverage to his side. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is the best against man coverage in the league. Like now without that, you have to change your entire game plan. Like he's having to play hero ball. He's having to try to fit balls into windows that he normally hasn't had to do. It's the so, same way he lost in the NFC Championship, or not the NFC Divisional round last year, right. forcing the ball to Devontae Adams sure. and the 49ers and were now, double covering. Exactly. Now so he's forcing Adams, it to guys like Romeo Dobbs, who he no longer has yeah. for the rest of the season, yeah. and guys like Robert Tunyon. Like it's just something that he hasn't had to do. He's always had a guy he can lean on. But that's been him. I don't think it's been just with the loss of Devontae. But even with a guy guy he could have always been able to lean on, he's eventually been exposed largely before he got to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And (laughs) what we're seeing from Aaron Rodgers now is playoff Aaron Rodgers, but in the regular season. <laughs> hey. And uh, We're not used to this. No. We're not. You usually have to wait, wait until it gets colder outside. Right, right. Wait until a home game at Lambeau yeah. coming off of a bye to see him fail like this. You're yeah. right. November's always been the Green Bay Packers yes. month. It's always been Tom Brady's month. It's always yeah. been right. these teams so that we're used to seeing. them apart or has set mm-hmm. them apart, but now Aaron Rodgers is just face-planting all over the place. <laughs> they have lost five in a row. This level of incompetence from Aaron Rodgers is my biggest surprise through week nine. Even as me, the president of the Tua Tungavailoa fan club in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, and I will praise Tua at all times, and I still have an hour and 40 minutes to do so. Yeah, yeah, but sure. the biggest surprise for me is not Tua, because again, as the president of the Tua Tungavailoa fan club in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, you know, I sort of saw this coming a little bit. You did. You got to. Here's the thing, I believed, though. but this is surprising. It, 
Think about all of the the good. It sands the Jets because I think to me the most surprising thing is the Jets. Is the thing Jets is good. six and three? Yeah. just beat the Bills. Sauce Gardner, arguably oh one goodness. of the most effective first round picks that we've seen in the last twenty years. Well, I love the, it. The hard the hard way that it's hard to say that because Michael Parsons was just last year too. I mean, but these rookie defensive players back to back seasons but, like this, these are Hall of Fame. I mean, Micah Parsons is unbelievable, but I almost think Sauce Gardner makes more of an impact. No, no, I mean, he's shutting dudes down. There's no way. There's no way in hell. No. With, no, Micah, no, no, no. with Micah Parsons one-on-one against one of your tackles, like you have to run an entirely different play. As he far got, as Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner is going up against the top he's receivers in the down. game. He got burned by Diggs in the first quarter yeah. and then didn't lose again <laughs> the rest of the game. Yeah. I mean, that's bold, big, cojone stuff from that dude. Yeah, he's, he's that good. But – your point to the Jets yeah, is the, correct. The Jets are six and three and them beating the Bills, um, especially like it didn't feel like that was a shorthanded Bills team. Like that was the capital B Bills and the Jets beat them without their best player, Brees Hall, lose out for the rest of the year. Like I would have never imagined that. We have that office pool where we pick games. I want to say I probably put like a, a, a number two or three top, you know, of my picks confidence level. Like I had that on that game. I just thought there was no way the Jets could beat the Bills, especially with how bad Zach Wilson had been like. Well, that was he's, shocking. He's I, I cannot believe, and this is why like there is an angle for you to take on the Jets being the most surprising because they are six and three despite that yeah. rolled up gym sock at quarterback. Like he's worthless. He doesn't do anything well. <laughs> yeah. He makes poor decisions. This week he said, Ah, oh, I want to be aggressively smart. When your quarterback starts saying things like that, you know you have a problem. Yeah. Uh, he has been left in the dust in terms of quarterback development, but they still find a way because the Jets now have an identity. And they are going to punch you in the groin over and over and over again. And now it doesn't matter if Brees Hall is in the backfield. They believe that they're going to use that offensive line. They are going to churn out yardage enough to help you maximize what that rolled-up gym sock is under center, and then that defense is all world, and it's taken on the vision of what Robert Sala was brought in to build, and that's a dominant defense. The Jets' defense is a top-five defense in the NFL, and I can no longer deny them. It's annoying that on the same day the Dolphins are about to leapfrog into second place in the division, the Jets go and beat the Bills and keep the Dolphins from taking over second place in the division, but the Jets are... Real. Like they're real. That, that's the type of stuff that if you make the postseason, it's that formula that gets you a hard-fought wild-card road victory the way the Jets play. You, yeah. know, you know how hard it is to say that, oof, maybe Salah was right. Like, right, he's, keep, he's keeping <laughs> I know. He's keeping receipts. I called him a clown. I called him a jackass. Mm-hmm. I called him a dumbass. And here he is at 6-3 and three, making Man. me look like a jackass. <laughs> what a call. By, we, have to, we have to praise that call by him because it was such a gutsy call. I mean, for him to say in the New York media with that Jets team, right. with that quarterback situation, that he's keeping receipts, and then for it to all go the right way, like we need to go because if they were bad, we will be replaying that over and over again. <laughs> exactly. So oh we need to go God. back and replay that because he deserves his flowers for that one. If he did that and then they lost four straight, he <laughs> we would be talking about who's going to replace him going into he's next year. Absolutely. Absolutely, he's coach of the year. He's 100% he's in that conversation. I don't care. The right problem, now, he's the, coach of the year. The problem is they won't keep this up, or I don't think they'll we keep, keep this up. We keep saying that, we though. They just need the Bills. Yeah, I know. I know. They just and, need the Bills. And they did it without the benefit of the sun.
Yeah, or, or Brees Hall, or but that defensive front seven's really good. I mean, it's so good. It's really, really good. But I, you know, is, is this something with the Jets or is it something with the Bills? We saw them choke against Jacksonville last year in a hey. game that, like, do they have to get up for these guys? There's only one team in the AFC East winless against division opponents, and it's the mighty Bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buffalo. Well, I, I, I don't know if that means anything. <laughs> it does, <laughs> but no, but I do think. It certainly means that there's they're not these unflappable, invincible juggernauts that at times we've made them out to be. If they're on the road, if you can catch them on the road, and I'm telling you, they're one loss away from suddenly this division becoming real interesting with every team. With every team. Yeah. Everybody has a chance. Not just that. I mean, I remember when they got that primetime win over the Chiefs, everybody was talking about the AFC, the routes and mm-hmm. the Super Bowl going through Buffalo. I, I That's don't, in question now. And I almost think, <laughs> hey, I, I think the Bills question. I think the Bills have to have the road to the Super Bowl go through Buffalo, or they're not going to go to the Super Bowl. They know they can't do it in Arrowhead, not not in the postseason. And Josh Allen, this is an inconvenient truth about him. That win at KC was an outlier. He does not win close games. Never has in his career, even as the Bills have risen to the top of the AFC the last couple of years, they don't win close games. That is an inconvenient Josh Allen trait. And it's happened so many times that it's no longer just sort of random. It's a trend. It's a personality trait now of that team. Yeah, but you say career as if it's been 10, 11 seasons. No, so it's only but we've got enough like of a sample size. Four, so we've got enough of a sample size, but I'm, I'm sure the pool is like six games wide of games that he's not been able to close down this stretch. I have this weird feeling that like these guys are ready for the postseason right now, Buffalo. Like They don't want to spend time playing teams like the Jets and playing teams like yeah. the Commanders. Be, like They're ready for the playoffs. They're ready to, play to beat. You better check back in because we're at the midway point of the season right. and you're leading the divisions down to one. <laughs> and you've got and it's the Jets and the Dolphins. The two teams that have beaten you this yeah. year. Right. Yeah, and the two teams that have had like legit – Injury at the quarterback position, like legit mm-hmm. problems early, and they yeah. still have a really good record. Whereas mm-hmm. the Bills, I know they had their defensive secondary hurt, and I know the the big bad son came uh-huh. and got him at uh-huh. Hard Rock. But it was other too than that, hot and sweaty. Yeah, other than that, they've been good. Like Diggs and Allen have been there the whole season, and I don't know, man. Like the AFC East, though. I mean, kudos. Is that Who the best division? The AFC East and the NFC East. You can make an argument for both being the best division in football. What a time to be alive. And it's how amazing. bad is the AFC West that yeah. we thought was the, the greatest division right. in all of football history? We've never seen anything <laughs> like it. Best <laughs> collection of quarterbacks. And and we can sit here and talk about underthrows all we want with Tua. I mean, Derek Carr can't st- – when he's not overthrowing Devontae Adams, he's then woefully underthrowing Devontae Adams. Josh Allen had several underthrows yesterday, but when he does it, it doesn't count because he's fun and, and likes to yeah. take big bumps. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, it's every – quarter- no I, I would rather, by the way, in Stone, maybe you can smack me down with this. It's fine. I'd rather have a quarterback, though, that is underthrowing balls Uh-oh. than – Launching them over receivers' heads by ten yards. Now you can't say that because Josh Allen, in his rookie year, was completely overthrowing guys by 15, 20 yards. Like it was so bad. But once you dialed it in, once he learned the system and the timing, got all that rhythm yeah. down, the guy turned once into an absolute monster. Diggs. But what I'm saying is that it, no, al- like, it allows your, right. your receiver to have a better chance to go up, get a ball, earn a flag, as opposed to just launching it over their heads at all times. I mean, I hear you. I can't lie. How hard I cringed at that. I guess it was an inside go route, an inside wheel route from Jalen Waddle. 
that Tua underthrew because it was so trademark from Tua. Like, it was exactly why people we, get on him. Why we I get know. on him. So when it happened, I'm like, oh, if we end up losing this game, well, here we go. Because it was a bad throw. You, know like, you can't do that. What's frustrating, though, is then, there, and I don't know, look back in the break on, on that throw. It looks like Tua was trying to, and or starting to anticipate contact that I don't think even came. Okay. And he throws it flat-footed and sort of loops it to try and put touch on it as opposed to just getting into it, which he did on the other Jalen Waddle deep ball that drew a flag where Jalen Waddle actually, if he keeps running, he catches it in right. stride, but he anticipated it was going to be underthrown, <laughs> and then a pass interference uh, a, a flag was thrown. By the way, that was Stone coughing into the mic because I think he choked on his own saliva. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> That, that was, was not a reaction to the jail yeah, and Waddle. That's that a reaction to Stone having a medical event. I hope you're okay. God bless. I'm praying for you. What is your biggest NFL surprise of the midway point? I say Aaron Rodgers becoming a complete abject failure at the quarterback position. Theo says it's the Jets. Everything about the Jets. They're 6-3. and three. They just beat the Bills. We are at the midway point of the season, folks. And we have the Seattle Seahawks in first place in the NFC West. And we have Geno Smith as maybe the MVP favorite. We have Tua Tungavailoa breaking records across the board, not just with the Dolphins, but in NFL history. We have the Jets, who Robert Sala a month ago made a career decision. Hey, I'm going down in flames. I'm going to say there's receipts. And then all of a sudden, the Jets have responded to that. Tom Brady just snapped a four-game losing streak. The Packers have lost five in a row. Russell Wilson is basically uh, a lump of dirt. Like what is happening in the NFL? What's the biggest NFL surprise at the midway point? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. What's the biggest NFL surprise at the midway point of the season? One more game left to go in week nine. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. We are packed on a Monday. We've got a full house in here. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Horse Stone in the break. He sort of sat back with his button-down Miami Hurricanes Adidas collared shirt. And he said, man, this might have been the worst sports weekend of my life. Mm. Like, verbatim, that's what Stone said. He is so... Discouraged, demoralized, despondent, and he's usually sunshiny and <laughs> happy-go-lucky, and always a, someone to pick you up if you had a rough weekend. But he's in dire straits right now. Tough. 
Every every team I go to bat for, every player Dolphins, I go to though. bat for, the Dolphins, they look great. They were definitely a high point. The game was really stressful. And then to yeah. top it off, like I told you guys during the break, I'm going to be forced. I'm going to watch every single play of this L.A. Lakers at the Utah Jazz tonight. And again, I'm not looking forward to that result. Two and seven, we go. Yeah. Well... At least the Houston Astros won the World Series. That's right. Yeah, congratulations to Theo. Thank, Not thank, only did thank, his thank. Kansas City Chiefs in his first year as a fan win yes. last night in <laughs> yes, overtime yes. over the Titans, but his Houston Astros, he's been a fan of them longer than a year. It's yep. been a lifetime fandom for him. The Houston Astros win the World Series in six games. Uh, and that also oh, means that our Jeanette Javier is going to get her championship ring. Yes, sir. That's what I like to see, man. She's getting the championship ring. You know what? When winning, when you get kind of overwhelmed with winning, sometimes you don't celebrate them enough, right? Like I, the Chiefs won on prime time last night, at, and they went to overtime, which made me stay late at WPTV, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> but it just is like, you know what? When I go home, I'll pop a bottle of champagne tonight. Just for the Astros and the Chiefs handling business, I'll forget what happened at Hard Rock on Saturday. That didn't matter. Um, but it just feels good. We to are going to talk circle. about that, though, because we need to have a legitimate discussion about the state of Miami football <laughs> because Mario Cristobal can rally the troops only once, but that's a team that's quitting and not competitive, and so it's worthy of um, worthy of discussing. I, Miami football is still in high school right now, as in, like, the high schoolers that are coming in the next couple of years are the guys that we should be shifting <laughs> our focus to and not the guys that are playing on Saturday. No doubt. Theo, I just wanted to ask, you know, what you thought of the pitching change in Game Six with the Phillies? Like, what do you think of your lineup? How how'd your guys look when you were watching the Let me game? Tell you something, man. Jeremy Jeremy Pena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he looked, how good did he look? He looked great. All right. What were some of his statistics here? In some game of his six? statistics were he hit the damn ball <laughs> so far that the defenders out there in the outfield couldn't get to it, and the Astros rounded them damn bases, and we won the World Series. That's the stat stone. <laughs> so, I watched every out of that no hitter. Yeah, <laughs> ask me about that one. Hey, do you remember the name of the starting pitcher? Christian Javier. Oh, Don't try me, dog. That's I'm really an Astros good. fan. That's really good. I watched every out of game five. You know who finished off the no-hitter, though? Game four. I forgot uh, I, don't, I forgot his name. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, so did I, to be honest. It was <laughs> Ryan Parrington, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, well, they had a couple guys that, that kind of pitched in there, but I forgot who closed it. But I do. I did watch those games. I missed a lot of game six because I was working, but I knew what was going to happen. I was kind of FaceTiming friends on and off. Um, who were in the city downtown ready to celebrate. Look, don't try to diminish my not, Astros not, win. Not, 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 not at all. Definitely not trying to do Don't try my that. fandom right now, man. <laughs> not trying to do that. And Verland is coming back for another year. It maybe. looks like it. Kate Upton said, yeah. I, hey, I'm allowing him to come back for another year in stark contrast to uh, to Giselle. Yeah, she's no she's no Giselle there. <laughs> Kate Upton's a stand-up citizen, a stand-up wife. <laughs> stand-up citizen. Um, oh, should we? Hold on, Stone. I'm going to do this. Do you remember who won the NCAA tournament last year, Theo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do, I do, I do. Oh, this is cra- North Carolina. Nope. They lost to, to... Nope, they lost to... Who? Who did they lose to? I don't know. It wasn't... So he doesn't oh, know. Oh, Hold on, no, 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 Stone, this. Stone, this goes back to everything we talked about last week. It 100%. Oh, what is historic? It's not everything this. is historic. I think it's got to be remembered if it's historic. Baylor, Baylor. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Keep going. Same conference. <sighs> Kansas. Mm-hmm. Dang, how did I forget that? He got quick? me with it too. But he, got, he said he also got himself with it too. How yeah. did I forget that? I, I'm so No, mad. but we were talking about we we Stone right. and I were discussing whether or not the combined no hitter was historic. And my 
argument was no, because nobody was going to remember five years from now anything about the combined no-hitter, who started, who finished it, may not even remember what team pulled it off. I think there's got to be staying power, and it reminded me last week I was literally, it was so random, sweeping my 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 living room, okay? Yeah. We have hard floors. It would be weird if I was sweeping the carpet. And uh, I'm like, Are I you stunting on us with your hard floor <laughs> living room? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's nice wood, too. <laughs> um... But but I was like, man, I don't remember who won the NCAA tournament at all. Wow. So when we were discussing this on Thursday, I yeah. asked Stone, and he totally forgot. But he totally remembered, oh, I remember St. Peter's uh, beat Kentucky mm-hmm. because that was historic. That stuck in his head. That yeah. stuck in my head. But it reinforces our thought that maybe something that you say is historic because it happened for a first time, it's semantics. I think it's got to stick with you to be historic. Everybody can have their own definition of what's historic and not not historic. Kansas's win, obviously not historic, not memorable enough, but yeah. St. Peter's over Kentucky. What? So, so how about this then? There's a difference between it being historic regionally and historic nationally. I think that no-hitter that the Astros had would be historic for any Astros fan or, or people that kind of follow Well, you did know Christian Javier, so it, it yeah. might be historic for you because right. you're I'll a Houston guy. I'll never forget that because there aren't, to be honest with you, there aren't many baseball games that I've watched on TV and seen every single out. <laughs> so to, to watch every single out of a combined no-hitter in a World Series, I'll never forget that, especially for my favorite team. Got a good old-fashioned Theo Kirkjian over here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched a full nine-inning baseball game. I've watched game. a bunch of, I How actually old are went you? to a Marlins game this season when they played the Phillies. Okay. So I got a good I got a good scouting report on those fields. Grown ass man who's Astros. watched the nine inning baseball game a handful of times. Well, I, it's I been mean, like fifteen times. Maybe. I love that point though from Theo that you know being from Houston, you're gonna remember Christian Javier because I think if I were to say in 10, 15 years, will I remember who won the twenty twenty two World Series? Yes, because Mattress Mac hit the sports book for seventy five million, the largest payout in history. And, and degenerate speak to you exactly. Okay. So like yeah. I, that's how it'll resonate with me. But you'll remember that m- part of it more than you'll remember how it actually went down. Like, did it happen in six games? Did it win it in in Houston type deal? For sure, yeah. for sure. Like, Just because Mattress Mac hit him for seventy five million dollars. I'll remember who the White Sox beat in the two thousand five World Series, the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I'll remember Scott Pesednik hitting the walk off homer off of Brad Lidge in game uh, wow. game two. Paul Canerco, the go-ahead grand slam in the seventh inning in game two. Yeah. You guys don't know, but regionally, yeah. historic to me. See, so I think there's... Sweeping the Astros. Okay, you don't have to keep going. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Is, these are new days. Yeah, right? I know, Dusty, I know. That Dusty was a, Baker. like four lifetimes ago, yeah. it feels like. <laughs> I was like in, and I think, either late elementary school or middle school around that time. I was a little kid. Um, by the way, congratulations to the city of Philadelphia. On top of the sports world this time last week, uh, you lose the World Series and then lose the MLS Cup Final in dramatic, mm. unbelievable fashion as well. The, the same Eagles, day. Though. On the same day, within hours of one another. <laughs> and at least they won Thursday Night Football against the Houston Texans. At least they, now it's their one saving grace. <laughs> You're exactly right. What's the biggest NFL surprise at the midway point? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. That's eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. And on Twitter at KLV one zero six three. Aaron uh, tweets in as an Eagles fan. The Eagles being eight and zero. I'm still waiting for them to choke. Yeah, the Eagles being eight and zero is a surprise. But I don't know if the Eagles choking is something that actually is in the cards. Like they they're just. I know that. Thursday was a bit lackluster, but I think they have all the pieces. I don't know if Eagles 8-0 is even that much of a surprise. Uh, maybe like, not. I would have anticipated maybe like 6-2. and two. Like yeah. They're a good team coming into the season. 8-0, not 
that huge of a surprise. And like you said, I don't see a choke around the corner. They're so well built. Right. Look at the NFC. Who is going to beat the Eagles? And their schedule. Other than the Cowboys, who's in that same realm? Theo, I've been wanting to ask you this for a long time. So we went through your new 2022 NFL fandom, right? It was the Miami Dolphins. It was between the Kansas City Chiefs, the Eagles. I can't remember the fourth team, but do you have the Panthers? (laughs) That's right. But by the way, Sam Darnold's been reactivated. Oh, great. Don't matter. Baker jogged in that game and looked great. (laughs) Boy, that was the highlight of my weekend, even though they were down 40 at the time. How sorry (laughs) does your sports weekend have to be if Baker Mayfield (laughs) – Returning a under center time. is the highlight of your weekend. Yeah. Stone, you were down bad. <laughs> I'm down so bad. I even got like a high off of watching it. Like it's like everything around me was burning uh, down, and I was like, "All right, serotonin boost in the form of Baker Mayfield." Yeah, he turned on this Panthers game, and he converted a third down, and I was like, "Yeah, like here we go." I was getting up with the. But if you're about to talk about how I have the Midas touch, please continue. Stone. No, I don't. I was gonna ask, do you have any regrets? Like in the back of your head when you go to bed at night, are you like, "Oh man, I almost picked the Eagles. I almost picked it." Because oh, you were no. so close to picking Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, yeah, yeah. and now here they are. I mean, yeah. because the, to re to re go over this, Jalen Hurts, a Houston guy, a guy that right. that I, I covered some of uh, adjacently because I covered the Georgia Bulldogs and I covered a lot of his fights. Um, so I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts. I'm happy for the Eagles. Um, and I was close to picking them, mm-hmm. just like I was close to picking the Dolphins. But he Both picked the teams. Chiefs because he's from Kansas, yeah. even though the Chiefs don't play in Kansas. Well, you know what? That doesn't matter because <laughs> Kansas is in the dang name. That's actually one of my favorite things ever. Uh, all right, there's, new, there's people from New York that root for the Jets, and they don't play in New York City. That's a good point. They play in they New York. They used Jersey. to, though. Yeah, but the Giants or Jets don't play in, in New York. That's true. But again, they used to. For that, the majority of that, people's lives that are my age, okay, that's fair. they've played in New Jersey. That's fair. So <laughs> it's okay for me to root for a team that is literally Kansas City Chiefs. Just because Kansas City borders both states. I mean, come on, man. I'm OP. That o- Overland Park is where I was born. Okay. Anybody from that side of the, the states know about OP. And they know where, how we get down. That's where the racetrack is, right? I don't know. Okay. Kansas City Motor Speedway? Yeah. I don't know what city it's in. Okay. Uh, what's the biggest <laughs> NFL surprise at the midway point? 888 Big homie's going to kick us off on the phones on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, homie? E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! How y'all doing, man? Are you surprised by the Eagles? Are you surprised by 8-0, or is it just a pleasant development? I mean, that's a, I, I can say, yes, I am surprised. I didn't think we would be undefeated. But the biggest surprise has to be yes, I thought he would improve from last year. But my man's just playing at MVP level right now. Like, you mm-hmm. you can't deny it. He's playing at MVP level right now. Uh, I'm smoking on some uh, gelato runs right now. All right. And I'm just listening over this uh, Florida State. Oh. Bro, yeah, we've got it on right now in the in the studio. We had it on, and just reliving that nightmare. I do want to ask you though on the subject of uh, of consumption this week with the hurricane coming in, might be hold up for a little bit. Is there a special strain that that you're smoking, or what? Uh, what's your your path there? Oh, it's gonna be the gelato. Okay, uh, the gelato. <laughs> Season right now. Okay. Gelato season. Gelato season. No, but uh, homie, we are we're gonna talk about the Canes and FSU. I know that uh, you're basking in sports glory right now. He's an FSU guy. Appreciate the call. I think he got a little um he was a little miffed at you last week because you were talking trash. 
Yeah, I was talking some trash. Why would you do that? It was a tough spot for me. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know what? I really have nothing to say. As the game comes back on from commercial break and they're down 31-3, the third string quarterback's in the game as the third quarter comes to a close and the center snaps the ball under the quarterback's leg. Yeah. There, it's just, just a debacle. And How did Brown not fall on that It ball? just makes makes my sports weekend that much burn way more. Times worse than it already has. Kane's fan literally Ooh. laughing. Yeah, the crowd yeah. As, <laughs> as I look, because I haven't seen the TV broadcast of this, uh, Kane's fans openly laughing with 2.13 left to go in the third after the Canes turn it over on a fumble in the red zone, and it's 31 to 3 Florida State. FSU fans were on 10. By the way, it was at that point where my wife stood up, hit me on the arm, and said, Let's go. Yeah. That right there. Time that to beat right the there. traffic. Yeah. And boy, did we. Because yeah. a lot of people left at halftime. Yeah. So there was no cars left in the parking yeah. lot. It was empty. It was, it was empty. empty. I, I think that was really an out-of-body experience for me to write a sold-out Hard Rock Stadium. Only time they'd done that was against when they invited Notre Dame Notre into town, Dame. which I don't know how many seasons ago that was, three or four. 2018? 2000, so I can't remember. Right. Okay. So all the way back then, they sell it out, and then the third quarter starts, and there's nobody left in the stadium. It was crazy. Nobody but, left. But can we at least say something Great showing from the Canes fan. Everybody was talking about how it was going to be 50-50 FSU. Oh, yeah, I no, felt it like was, it was like a good 70-30, 80-20. Yeah. No, Canes fans got up for it, and unfortunately, it was that dreck that they got rewarded with. That's- it's not good enough. Should we take a break so that we can go in on the Canes for a little bit? Let's take a little we'll break. We'll do some college football as well. We'll also continue with social media, uh, what you've responded to as the biggest NFL surprise at the midway point. 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. We'll keep talking NFL. We'll keep talking college. Uh, we'll talk some Canes. Also, I have a special announcement to make in our number two. A special announcement here on Ken Levick Alive. It'll be a special announcement. You won't want to miss it. This changes everything. Mm. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Also changing everything is Brightline. It's an eight. 30 tip off tonight. Eight thirty. They're not playing out west. They're playing at FTX Arena. That's late. Eight thirty. The last thing you want to be doing is driving home from Miami at like two a.m. Miami, which by the way, notorious for construction on ninety five at two thirty in the morning, and you don't get back home until like four. The sun's coming up. Uh, because we flipped the clocks back by the time you're pulling in your <laughs> driveway after the heat game tonight. So take Brightline. Take the big yellow train. It's the only way to go. Brightline. Go brightline.com, the free Brightline app. Brightline has the Wi-Fi, has the air-conditioned cars, has the no traffic you get stuck in, has the luxurious stations in West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, and Miami, and it's the only way that I go to the heat. It's the only way that Theo goes to the heat. It's the only way that Stone goes to the heat. The buzzer beater train, three different trains waiting for you after the final horn at FTX Arena. So after the heat handle business tonight, you can get right back on the Brightline, have yourself a drink and a snack, and... You can enjoy your evening instead of being stuck in traffic. That's GoBrightline.com, the free Brightline app. Take the buzzer beater train tonight to see the heat and that 8.30 tip-off. Go Brightline, GoBrightline.com, and the free Brightline app. More of your calls when we come back. Monday edition, it's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. What the hell? I'm trying to 
I don't know these days on Twitter if someone's real or not. This is it. Can we do the, the breaking news music? Oh, yeah. You this saw that. Is, this is weird. It's weird. This is really weird. Like, the first part of it, not so weird. Yeah. The second part of it's what's weird. Breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Here's the not weird breaking news. Frank Reich fired as Indianapolis Colts head coach. 3-5-1. The offense is a really difficult watch. Here's the weird news. Adam Schefter. The Colts are naming their former six-time Pro Bowl center and ESPN analyst Jeff Saturday as their interim head coach. Saturday's been a consultant for the team, is in its ring of honor, and was also head coach for the Hebron Christian Academy football team <laughs> in Decula, Georgia. Decula. This is... Decula? Is that how you pronounce it? That's how I used to pronounce it on TV. I, I'm willing to go out on a limb here and say this is not true. But, but, but no, no, but look, it is uh, here. Come, come over here real quick and just take my phone and it, let me know. Like, maybe I'm missing something. It's I Shefty. thought maybe there was like a like an L in the middle of Schefter and I didn't notice it. And it's a fake account. I forgot you can get a blue check now if you just pay. So yeah, you, right, you can't right. even maybe do it's that. just some guy who paid eight dollars. But like, look at that. But the Colts are tanking. They're obviously tanking. So this is it's just weird that they would throw. They're Jeff just Saturday doing this to sell tickets now, right? I don't. Does Jeff Saturday coaching sell tickets? But Are he's beloved that? in Colt circles. Jeff Saturday with like, a headset right stone, on. Right, Stone, it's real, right? Jeff Saturday with a like you don't sell tickets by putting a head coach out there. It's real because there are real blue checks commenting on <laughs> yeah. it, saying what? Wait, how? Huh? I literally had to look at it five different times as we we're coming back from break because I thought I was being duped. This is kind of weird. You know, members of the coaching staff. Hate Jeff right now. Like he's gonna walk oh, into the I studio. Oh, I know. Interim head coach. What sort of message is that? Right. Like, exactly. hey, whoever's on the current coaching staff, just know you're done, done. <laughs> because we're bringing Ride it in, out. We're bringing in Jeff Saturday. Bringing in Jeff Saturday. Who hangs out with nine. Max Kellerman yeah. and, and, and Ryan, Ryan Clark all day and Laura Rutledge, and here he comes right. to coach our football team. This oh, dude's been living in a TV God. studio for the last like five years. Which is, but at least he do. has the Hebron Christian job under his belt in Decula, Georgia. <laughs> so we're getting And it. that's like small school football in Georgia, too. So poor, like, poor Sam Ellinger is going to throw the ball four times next <laughs> week. And the Colts are going to run it wait, 76 uh, times. Was he the head coach for, for Hebron Christian? Or was he just... Does it matter? Says, Does it matter? Yeah. No, I'm confused. As yeah, to he how. was the head coach for the Hebron Christian Academy football team. How was he... How, okay. That's weird. This, everything about this is weird. Also, did Hebron Christian not make the playoffs? Because high school football playoffs are about to go on right now. Is he leaving his guys? No, I think he was at some point. I don't think he is this year. Oh, okay. I don't know, though. I have no idea. I'm so confused by I this. I have lost track of what Jeff Saturday has been doing the last couple of years if I don't see him on the worldwide leader. I've never thought I would have to keep a tabs on Jeff Saturday's uh, whereabouts, especially um, regarding the sidelines of an NFL head coaching we Spot. should call Mike T and see who he's coaching this year. <laughs> Let's call Mike T right now. Mike, what interim job are you going to be taking? Uh, you know who's a favorite for the Colts job? Matt Rule. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, is that a lie? <laughs> yes. No, no, no. No, no, no. Come on. No. Uh, Bobby is in Boca. Bobby's on Ken LeVick Alive. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Ken. What's up, man? How are you, brother? I'm good, thanks. I'm sorry about that uh that flip, I, that mistake I made last week. <laughs> hey, Bobby, you're a passionate man. I appreciate you. Everything's all good. <laughs> all right, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Hey, I just wanted to get back to what you – I talked to you one day 
two weeks ago mm-hmm. about the Canes not – I'm talking about the Canes not having any dogs. Yeah. They got a lot of five stars, but they're all individual athletes. Well, you know what? That's what, that's what I was talking about what happened Saturday. They all quit, man. Those kids are such there's – there's no team involved there. It's all individuals. You can have all the five stars you want, but if you don't have some kids that are dogs, or I call them dogs, then you're not going to succeed, man. He's got to change the culture there, no, or else it's not going to work. I was talking to a kid that's a diehard FSU fan, and he said that that, that stadium was half empty by halftime. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It absolutely was. It was, I mean, Stone was there, Theo was there, I was there. It was half empty, um, and then was three quarters empty by the time I got out of there with like two minutes left to go in the third quarter because it's an unwatchable yep, exactly. product. And I, I, yesterday I was thinking about it a little bit. I was relitigating, and Bobby appreciated the call. I was relitigating Saturday a little bit. And oh, I, were you? You weren't even conscious. <laughs> well, for a part of it. For a part of it. <laughs> for, 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 for a part of it. I made it through the entire tailgate just fine. It's once I got to the seats that it was nap time. Okay? Because I'm old. We'll get to that in a second, okay? Um, I don't know what part you were really living, in the stands again. I, you Theo, know what? Theo, I, you were tagged on Instagram. Yeah, my, a wife, video my, of my wife totally sold me out to the masses. Oh, yeah. man, I got yeah. to go. Really messed up. Yeah, I was. Uh, it was nap time. But you know what? <laughs> I, I was symbolic of the Canes effort on Saturday night. That's what that was. <laughs> I was standing in solidarity of the Canes effort. Um, but I didn't want to use the Q word. But the more I think about it and the more I watch it back right here, I'm going to use the Q word. Those kids quit Mm. on Saturday night. And it started after the first touchdown pass. Yeah, the first touchdown pass. The first possession, uh, what was it, 13.50 mark of the first quarter, home run ball, touchdown, and the quitting started right there. Octavia Wilson, baby. Really nice drive, really nice pass, really good route, really good good play dialed up. And it was the end. Of the game. <laughs> the complete end of the game. Ernesto's in Boynton. What's up, Ernie? What's up, guys? Good afternoon. Uh, surprises off the bat. Okay, my Giants is a surprise. Yes. To be honest, uh, where we are where we are right now is a surprise to me. Uh, we were supposed to be, I would say, uh, not even close to this. Uh, it's a surprise. So let's put that on point for me. Everything else is not a surprise. Uh he in Green Bay is a joke, okay? You're a quarterback that's been in the league for too long. You're multiple MVP for a reason. You're supposed to be taking the team on your back, not making excuses. That guy is a joke. You take his little blanket, his security blanket away, and now he's crying. Mm. Lioness, shut the hell up. <laughs> you know, get him, you know, I don't know. Honestly, dude, his, his true calling came out to be just what's those guys, the, the uh, uh, conspiracy theorists. That's what he is. He's a conspiracy uh, con- uh, con- uh, con- uh, con- theorist. The motor strength. There you go. Oh, <laughs> so wow. And the strain of the day is Motorhead. Yes, sir, Motorhead. Oh. It's not whatever that guy was talking about. It's Motorhead, people. Motorhead, come to me for the Motorhead. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right, Ernesto. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Leo in Riviera Beach. What's up, Leo? Hello, Governors. Thanks for taking my call. I've, I've chosen to become King Charles on Twitter after paying my eight pence and, and, and eight pounds and six pence. I've chosen to become King Charles. Oh, you're and verified. Yes, oh, any, yeah, there you go. Anybody can become King Charles. And I, and I spoke to this last week where now Twitter is a hellscape, unfortunately. <laughs> anybody can impersonate anybody. Uh-huh. And it's unfortunate that Elon Musk has spent 44 
billion dollars. Good thing it wasn't pounds. Good thing. And uh, yes, and it, he's overpaid for that. And and I just chuckle with my with my brethren here in England. Say governor. In good old... Yes. Hello, governor. Yeah, there it is. That is very, very good, King Charles. Appreciate that. <laughs> and yes, and and the, and as I closely follow the the teams across the pond, I see that Miami is is doing well at six and three. But the surprise of the year is the New York Jets. I must say, mm. the New York Jets are the most surprising team of the year. I didn't know their offense would come on, and and they're relying strictly on the defense. But hey. I I I didn't keep receipts and Robert Salad did and I'm I'm just surprised. Just I, I'm disappointed R? as a Dolphins fan. Do British as people a, roll the R as on a, Roberts? Uh, appreciate Hello, it. Governor, what, what you there you go. There you go. Eight dollars uh got him that King Charles moniker. Is he really King Charles on Twitter right now? <laughs> no, no, he's not. No, he's not. Uh-oh. No, he's not. I was about to go I I want to go see that. That was I was I like that. He sounded British. He's been watching a lot of Bridgerton. <laughs> uh, speaking of British accents, tomorrow, you'll never believe what Theo got suckered into doing. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, tomorrow I'll explain the story tomorrow because we have too much to do today, including a new inductee into the LeBron James Needlessly Lying mm. Hall of Fame. <laughs> the newest entry. By the way, um, uh, answer to your question, when did Jeff Saturday coach Hebron Christian Academy? Um, 2019. Oh. When they, by records, according to Jason Kirk, were the 183rd best high school team in the state of Georgia. Let's go, he run. <laughs> and now he's the head coach of the Indianapolis. Oh, hey. What? Is <laughs> oh, hey, on. hey, 183, not that bad. If you think about nationally, if you, if you think percentage-wise, he's up there. Top 25%? It doesn't like matter. That. He just That's ran. not in the nation. That's in Georgia. <laughs> woo, woo. He, just, he just was running counter with the one right guard who was the best player on his team. <laughs> uh, he, was that Jeff Saturday no Jr.? That's going to be the new... <laughs> probably his son. <laughs> That's going to be the new Colts offense. Run counter! <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ellinger, go! It's going to be amazing. They're tanking, though. They want to get a good quarterback. They're tanking. Oh, my God. They you benched think? Matt Ryan for no reason. Yeah. Um, when yeah. we come back, it happened again to a lesser extent, but it happened again on Saturday night at Hard Rock Stadium. Something that has personally hit me hard, something that I've had to come to terms with and I need to confront, and I have a major announcement to make. That will come when we return. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's still in the band of its Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Horse Stone in the break. He sort of sat back with his button-down Miami Hurricanes Adidas collared shirt. And he said, man, this might have been the worst sports weekend of my life. Like, verbatim, that's what Stone said. He is so discouraged, demoralized, despondent. And he's usually sunshiny and <laughs> happy-go-lucky and always a, someone to pick you up if you had a rough weekend. But he's in dire straits right now. Every, every team I go to bat for, every player Dolphins, I go to though. bat for. The Dolphins, they look great. They were definitely a high point. The game was really stressful. And then to yeah. top it off, like I told you guys during the break, 
I'm going to be forced. I'm going to watch every single play of this LA Lakers at the Utah Jazz tonight. And again, I'm not looking forward to that result. Two and seven, we go. Yeah. Well, at least the Houston Astros won the World Series. That's right. Yeah, congratulations to Theo. Thank, not thank, only did thank, his thank. Kansas City Chiefs in his first year as a fan win yes. last night in <laughs> yes, overtime yes. over the Titans, but his Houston Astros, he's been a fan of them longer than a year. It's yep. been a lifetime fandom for him. The Houston Astros win the World Series in six games. Uh, and that also means that our Jeanette Javier is going to get her championship ring. Yes, sir. That's what I like to see, man. She's getting the championship ring. You know what? When winning, when you get kind of overwhelmed with winning, sometimes you don't celebrate them enough, right? Like I, the Chiefs won on prime time last night, at, and they went to overtime, which made me stay late at WPTV, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> but it just is like, you know what? When I go home, I'll pop a bottle of champagne tonight. Just for the Astros and the Chiefs handling business, I'll forget what happened at Hard Rock on Saturday. That didn't matter. Um, but it just feels good. We to are going to talk circle. about that, though, because we need to have a legitimate discussion about the state of Miami football <laughs> because Mario Cristobal can rally the troops only once, but that's a team that's quitting and not competitive, and so it's worthy of um, worthy of I, discussing. Miami football is still in high school right now, as in, like, the high schoolers that are coming in the next couple of years are the guys that we should be shifting our focus to and not the guys that are playing on Saturday. No doubt. Theo, I just wanted to ask, you know, what you thought of the pitching change in game six with the Phillies. Like, what do you think of your lineup? How'd, how'd your guys look when you were watching the Let game? Let me tell you something, man. Jeremy, Jeremy Pena. Yeah. 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 He looked, how good did he look? He looked great. All right. What were some of his statistics here in Some game of his six? statistics were he hit the damn ball <laughs> so far that the defenders out there in the outfield couldn't get to it, and the Astros rounded them damn bases, and we won the World Series. That's the stat, Stone. Stone. I watched every out of that no-hitter. Yeah, <laughs> ask me about that one. Hey, do you remember the name of the starting pitcher? Christian Javier. Oh, Don't try me, dog. That's I'm really an Astros good. fan. That's really good. I watched every out of game five. You know who finished off the no-hitter, though? Game five. For, I, forget uh, I, don't, that I forgot his name. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so did I, to be honest. It was <laughs> Ryan Parrington, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, well, they had a couple guys that, that kind of pitched in there, but I forgot who closed it. But I do, I did watch those games. I missed a lot of game six because I was working, but I knew what was going to happen. I was kind of FaceTiming friends on and off um, who were in the city downtown ready to celebrate. Look, don't try to diminish my not, Astros not, win. Not, 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 not at all. Definitely not trying to do Don't try my that. fandom right now, man. Not trying to do that. And... Burnland is coming back for another year. It maybe. looks like it. Kate Upton said, yeah. I, hey, I'm allowing him to come back for another year in stark contrast to uh, to Giselle. Yeah, she's no she's no Giselle there. Mm. Kate Upton's a stand-up citizen, a stand-up wife. A stand-up citizen. Um, oh, should we – hold on, Stone. I'm going to do this. Do you remember who won the NCAA tournament last year, Theo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do, I do, I do. Oh, this is cra- – North Carolina. Nope. They lost to the- – Nope, they lost to who? Who did they lose to? I don't know. It wasn't. So he doesn't know. Hold on, no, 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 Stone. Stone, this goes back to everything we talked about last week. What is historic? It's not everything is historic. I think it's got to be remembered if it's historic. Baylor. Baylor. (laughs) I can't remember. (laughs) Keep going. Same conference. Kansas. Mm-hmm. Dang, how did I forget that? He got quick? me with it too. But he, got, he said he also got himself with it too. How yeah. did I forget that? I, I'm so No, mad. but we were talking about we we Stone right, and I were discussing whether or not the combined no hitter was historic. And my 
argument was no, because nobody was going to remember five years from now anything about the combined no-hitter, who started, who finished it, may not even remember what team pulled it off. I think there's got to be staying power, and it reminded me last week I was literally, it was so random, sweeping my 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 living room, okay? Yeah. We have hard floors. It would be weird if I was sweeping the carpet. And uh, I'm like, Are I you don't... on us with your hard floor <laughs> living room? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's nice wood, too. <laughs> um... But but I was like, man, I don't remember who won the NCAA tournament at all. Wow. So when we were discussing this on Thursday, I yeah. asked Stone, and he totally forgot. But he totally remembered, oh, I remember St. Peter's uh, beat Kentucky mm-hmm. because that was historic. That stuck in his head. That yeah. stuck in my head. But it reinforces our thought that maybe something that you say is historic because it happened for a first time, it's semantics. I think it's got to stick with you to be historic. Everybody can have their own definition of what's historic and not not historic. Kansas's win, obviously not historic, not memorable enough, but St. Peter's over Kentucky. So so how about this then? There's a difference between it being historic regionally and historic nationally. I think that no-hitter that the Astros had would be historic for any Astros fan or, or people that kind of follow Well, you did know Christian Javier, so it, it yeah. might be historic for you because right. you're a Houston guy. I'll never forget that because there aren't, to be honest with you, there aren't many baseball games that I've watched on TV and seen every single out. <laughs> so to, to watch every single out of a combined no-hitter in a World Series, I'll never forget that, especially for my favorite team. Got a good old-fashioned Theo Kirkjian over here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched a full nine-inning baseball game. I've watched game. a bunch of – How old are you? I Marlins game this season when they played the Phillies. Okay. So I got a good I got a good scouting report on those fields. Grown That's ass man who's watched the nine inning baseball game a handful of times. Well, I, it's I been mean, like fifteen times. Maybe. I love that point though from Theo that you know being from Houston, you're gonna remember Christian Javier because I think if I were to say in 10, 15 years, will I remember who won the twenty twenty two World Series? Yes, because Mattress Mac hit the sports book for $75 million, the largest payout in history. And, and degenerate speak to you. Exactly. Okay. So like, yeah. I, that's how it'll resonate with me. But you'll remember that m- part of it more than you'll remember how it actually went down. Like, did it happen in six games? Did it win it in, in Houston type deal? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Like, Just because Mattress Mac hit him for $75 million. I'll remember who the White Sox beat in the 2005 World Series, the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I'll remember Scott Pesednik hitting the walk-off homer off of Brad Lidge in game, uh, wow. game two. Paul Canerco, the go-ahead grand slam in the seventh inning in game two. Yeah. You guys don't know, but I don't regionally, yeah. historic to me. See, so I think there's... Sweeping the Astros. Okay, you don't have to keep going. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Is, these are new days. Yeah, right? I know, Dusty, I know. That Dusty was a, Baker. like four lifetimes ago, yeah. it feels like. <laughs> I was like in, and I think, either late elementary school or middle school around that time. I was a little kid. Um, by the way, congratulations to the city of Philadelphia. On top of the sports world this time last week, uh, you lose the World Series and then lose the MLS Cup Final in dramatic, mm. unbelievable fashion as well. It's it's the same day. Though. On the same day, within hours of one another. And at least they won Thursday Night Football against the Houston Texans. At least they, now it's their one saving grace. <laughs> You're exactly right. What's the biggest NFL surprise at the midway point? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. That's eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. And on Twitter at KLV one zero six three. Aaron uh, tweets in as an Eagles fan. The Eagles being eight and zero. I'm still waiting for them to choke. Yeah, the Eagles being eight and zero is a surprise. But I don't know if the Eagles choking is something that actually is in the cards. Like they they're just. I know that. Thursday was a bit lackluster, but I think they have all the pieces. I don't know if Eagles 8-0 is even that much of a surprise. Uh, maybe like, not. I would have anticipated maybe like 6-2. and two. Like yeah. They're a good team coming into the season. 8-0, not 
that huge of a surprise. And like you said, I don't see a choke around the corner. They're so well built. Right. Look at the NFC. Who is going to beat the Eagles? And the schedule. Other than the Cowboys, who's in that same realm? Theo, I've been wanting to ask you this for a long time. So we went through your new 2022 NFL fandom, right? It was the Miami Dolphins. It was between the Kansas City Chiefs, the Eagles. I can't remember the fourth team, but do you have the Panthers? (laughs) That's right. By the way, Sam Darnold's been reactivated. Oh, great. Don't matter. Baker jogged in that game and looked great. (laughs) Boy, that was the highlight of my weekend, even though they were down 40 at the time. How sorry (laughs) does your sports weekend have to be if Baker Mayfield (laughs) – Returning Game under center time. is the highlight of your weekend. Yeah. Stone, you were down bad. <laughs> I'm down so bad. I even got like a high off of watching it. Like it's like everything around me was burning uh, down, and I was like, "All right, serotonin boost in the form of Baker Mayfield." Yeah, he turned on this Panthers game and he converted a third down, and I was like, "Yeah, like here we go." I was getting up with Theo. But if you're about to talk about how I have the Midas touch, please continue. Stone. No, I don't. I was gonna ask, do you have any regrets? Like in the back of your head when you go to bed at night, are you like, "Oh man, I almost picked the Eagles. I almost picked it because oh, you were no. so close to picking Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, yeah, yeah. and now here they are." I mean, yeah. because the, to re to re go over this, Jalen Hurts, a Houston guy, a guy that right. that I, I covered some of uh, adjacently because I covered the Georgia Bulldogs and I covered a lot of his fight. Um, so I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts. I'm happy for the Eagles. Um, and I was close to picking them, mm-hmm. just like I was close to picking the Dolphins. But he Both picked the teams. Chiefs because he's from Kansas, yeah. even though the Chiefs don't play in Kansas. Well, you know what? That doesn't matter because <laughs> Kansas is in the dang name. That's actually one of my favorite things ever. Uh, all right, there's, new, there's people from New York that root for the Jets, and they don't play in New York City. That's a good point. They play in they New York. They used Jersey. to, though. Yeah, but the Giants or Jets don't play in, in New York. That's true. But again, they used to. For that, the majority of that, people's lives that are my age, okay, that's fair. they've played in New Jersey. That's fair. So <laughs> it's okay for me to root for a team that is literally Kansas City Chiefs. Just because Kansas City borders both states. I mean, come on, man. I'm OP. Overland Park is where I was born. Okay. Anybody from that side of the, the states know about OP. And they know where, how we get down. That's where the racetrack is, right? I don't know. Okay. Kansas City Motor Speedway? Yeah. I don't know what city it's in. Okay. Uh, what's the biggest <laughs> NFL surprise at the midway point? 888-760-3776. Big homie's going to kick us off on the phones on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, homie? E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! How y'all doing, man? Are you surprised by the Eagles? Are you surprised by 8-0, or is it just a pleasant development? I mean, that's a, I, I can say, yes, I am surprised. I didn't think we would be undefeated. But the biggest surprise has to be the uh, I thought he would improve from last year. But my man's just playing at MVP level right now. Like, you mm-hmm. you can't deny it. He's playing at MVP level right now. Uh, I'm smoking on some uh, gelato runs right now. All right. And I'm just pissing over this uh, Florida State. Oh. Bro, yeah, we've got it on right now in the in the studio. We had it on, and just reliving that nightmare. I do want to ask you though on the subject of uh, of consumption this week with the hurricane coming in, might be holed up for a little bit. Is there a special strain that that you're smoking, or what? Uh, what's your your path there? Oh, it's gonna be the gelato. Okay, uh, the gelato. <laughs> Season right now. Okay. Gelato uh, season. Like Gelato season. No, but, uh, homie, we are, we're going to talk about the Canes and FSU. I know that uh, you're basking in sports glory right now. He's an FSU guy. Appreciate the call. I think he got a little um, – he was a little miffed at you last week because you were talking trash. 
Yeah, I was talking some trash. Why would you do that? It was a tough spot for me. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know what? I really have nothing to say. As the game comes back on from commercial break and they're down 31-3, the third-string quarterback's in the game as the third quarter comes to a close, and the center snaps the ball under the quarterback's leg. Yeah. There, it's just, just a debacle. And How did Brown not fall on that It ball? just makes makes my sports weekend that mu- burn way more. Times worse than it already has. Kane's fan literally Ooh. laughing. Yeah, in the they're crowd yeah. <laughs> as, as I look, because I haven't seen the TV broadcast of this. Uh, Kane's fans openly laughing with two thirteen left to go in the third. After the Canes turn it over on a fumble in the red zone, and it's thirty-one to three, Florida State. FSU fans were on ten. By the way, it was at that point where my wife stood up, hit me on the arm, and said, "Let's go." Yeah, that right there. It's time that to beat right the there. traffic. Yeah, and boy, did we. Because yeah. a lot of people left at halftime. Yeah. So there was no cars left in the parking yeah. lot. It was empty. It was, it was empty. empty. I, I think that was really an out-of-body experience for me to write a sold-out Hard Rock Stadium. Only time they'd done that was against when they invited Notre Dame Notre into town, Dame. which I don't know how many seasons ago that was, three or four. 2018? 2000, oh, I can't remember. Right. Okay. So all the way back then, they sell it out, and then the third quarter starts, and there's nobody left in the stadium. It was crazy. Nobody but, left. But can we at least say something Great showing from the Canes fan. Everybody was talking about how it was going to be 50-50 FSU. Oh, yeah, I no, felt it like was, it was like a good 70-30, 80-20. Yeah. No, Canes fans got up for it, and unfortunately, it was that dreck that they got rewarded with. That's, it's not good enough. Should we take a break so that we can go in on the Canes for a little bit? Let's take a little we'll break. We'll do some college football as well. We'll also continue with social media, uh, what you've responded to as the biggest NFL surprise at the midway point. 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. We'll keep talking NFL. We'll keep talking college. Uh, we'll talk some Canes. Also, I have a special announcement to make in our number two. A special announcement here on Ken Levick Alive. It'll be a special announcement. You won't want to miss it. This changes everything. Mm. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Also changing everything is Brightline. It's an eight. 30 tip off tonight. Eight thirty. They're not playing out west. They're playing at FTX Arena. That's late. Eight thirty. The last thing you want to be doing is driving home from Miami at like two a.m. Miami, which by the way, notorious for construction on ninety five at two thirty in the morning, and you don't get back home until like four. The sun's coming up uh, because we flipped the clocks back by the time you're pulling in your <laughs> driveway after the heat game tonight. So take Brightline. Take the big yellow train. It's the only way to go. Brightline. Go brightline.com, the free Brightline app. Brightline has the Wi-Fi, has the air-conditioned cars, has the no traffic you get stuck in, has the luxurious stations in West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, and Miami, and it's the only way that I go to the heat. It's the only way that Theo goes to the heat. It's the only way that Stone goes to the heat. The buzzer beater train, three different trains waiting for you after the final horn at FTX Arena. So after the heat handle business tonight, you can get right back on the Brightline, have yourself a drink and a snack, and... You can enjoy your evening instead of being stuck in traffic. That's GoBrightline.com, the free Brightline app. Take the buzzer beater train tonight to see the heat and that 8.30 tip-off. Go Brightline, GoBrightline.com, and the free Brightline app. More of your calls when we come back. Monday edition, it's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. What the hell? I'm trying to 
I don't know these days on Twitter if someone's real or not. This is it. Can we beat the, the breaking news music? Oh, yeah. You this saw is, that. This is weird. It's weird. This is really weird. Like, the first part of it, not so weird. Yeah. The second part of it's what's weird. Breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Here's the not weird breaking news. Frank Reich fired as Indianapolis Colts head coach. 3-5-1. The offense is a really difficult watch. Here's the weird news. Adam Schefter. The Colts are naming their former six-time Pro Bowl center and ESPN analyst Jeff Saturday as their interim head coach. Saturday's been a consultant for the team, is in its ring of honor, and was also head coach for the Hebron Christian Academy football team <laughs> in Decula, Georgia. Decula. This is... Decula? Is that how you pronounce it? That's how I used to pronounce it on TV. I I'm willing to go out on a limb here and say this is not true. But, but, but no, no, but That's look. That's It is. Uh, here, come come over here real quick and just take my phone and it, let me know. Like, maybe I'm missing something. The I Shefty. thought maybe there was like a... Like an L in the middle of Schefter, and I didn't notice it, and it's a fake account. I forgot you can get a blue check now if you just pay. So yeah, you right, can't right. Even maybe do it's that. just some guy who paid $8, but like, look at that. But the Colts are tanking. They're obviously tanking, so this is, it's just weird that they would throw They're Jeff Saturday. They're just doing this to sell tickets now, right? I don't, does Jeff Saturday coaching sell tickets? But are he's beloved that? in Colt circles. Jeff Saturday with like, the headset right, Stone, on. Right, Stone, it's real, right? Jeff Saturday would have like you don't sell tickets by putting a head coach out there. It's real because there are real blue checks commenting on <laughs> yeah. it, saying what, wait, how, huh? I literally had to look at it five different times as we were coming back from break because I thought I was being duped. This is kind of weird. You know, members of the coaching staff hate Jeff right now. Like he's gonna walk. Oh, into yeah, the I studio. know. Interim head coach. What, what sort of message is that? Right, like, exactly. hey, whoever's on the current coaching staff, just know you're done, done. <laughs> because we're bringing it out. We're bringing in Jeff Saturday. We're bringing in Jeff Saturday. Who hangs out with nine. Max Kellerman yeah. and, and, and Ryan, Ryan Clark all day and Laura Rutledge. And here he comes right. to coach our football team. This oh, dude's been living in a TV God. studio for the last, like, five years. Which is but at least he has the Hebron Christian job under his belt in Decula, Georgia. <laughs> so we're getting And that's, like, small school football in Georgia, So, too. Poor, like, poor Sam Ellinger is going to throw the ball four times next week. <laughs> <laughs> the Colts are going to run it Wait, 76 uh, times. Was he the head coach for, for Hebron Christian, or was he just... Does it matter? Says, Does it matter? Yeah. No, I'm confused. As yeah, to he how. was the head coach for the Hebron Christian Academy football team. How was he... How, okay. That's weird. This, everything about this is weird. Also, did Hebron Christian not make the playoffs? Because high school football playoffs are about to go on right now. Is he leaving his guys? No, I think he was at some point. I don't think he is this year. Oh, okay. I don't know, though. I have no idea. I'm so confused by I this. have lost track of what Jeff Saturday has been doing the last couple of years if I don't see him on the worldwide leader. I've never thought I would have to keep a tabs on Jeff Saturday's uh, whereabouts, especially um, regarding the sidelines of an NFL head coaching. We should call Mike T and see who he's coaching this year. <laughs> Let's call Mike T right now. Mike, what interim job are you going to be taking? Uh, you know who's a favorite for the Colts job? Matt Rule. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, is that a lie? <laughs> yes. No, no, no. No, it is. no, no. Come on. No. Uh, Bobby is in Boca. Bobby's on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Ken. What's up, man? How are you, brother? I'm good, thanks. I'm sorry about that uh that flip, I, that mistake I made last week. <laughs> hey, Bobby, you're a passionate man. I appreciate you. Everything's all good. <laughs> all right, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Hey, I just wanted to get back to what you – I talked to you one day 
two weeks ago mm-hmm. about the Canes not – I've talked to you about the Canes not having any dogs. Yeah. They got a lot of five stars, but they're all individual athletes. Well, you know what? That's what, that's what I was talking about what happened Saturday. They all quit, man. Those kids are such there's – there's no team involved there. It's all individuals. You can have all the five stars you want, but if you don't have some kids that are dogs, or I call them dogs, then you're not going to succeed, man. He's got to change the culture there, no, or else they're not going to work. I was talking to a kid that's a diehard FSU fan, and he said that that, that stadium was half empty by halftime. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It absolutely was. It was, I mean, Stone was there, Theo was there, I was there. It was half empty, um, and then was three-quarters empty by the time I got out of there with like two minutes left to go in the third quarter because it's an unwatchable yep, exactly. product. And I, I yesterday I was thinking about it a little bit. I was relitigating, and Bobby appreciated the call. I was relitigating Saturday a little bit. And oh, I, were you? You weren't even conscious. <laughs> well, for a part of it. For a part of it. <laughs> for, 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 for a part of it. I made it through the entire tailgate just fine. It's once I got to the seats that it was nap time. Okay? Because I'm old. We'll get to that in a second, okay? Um, <laughs> I don't know what part you were sleep in the stands again. I, you Theo, know what? Theo, I, you were tagged on Instagram. Yeah, my a wife, video my, my wife totally that sold tag. me out to the masses. Oh, yeah. man. I got yeah. to go. Really look. messed up. Yeah. I was, uh, it was nap time. But you know what? <laughs> I, I was symbolic of the Canes' effort on Saturday night. That's what that was. <laughs> I was standing in solidarity of the Canes' effort. Um, but I didn't want to use the Q word. But the more I think about it and the more I watch it back right here, I'm going to use the Q word. Those kids quit Mm. on Saturday night. And it started after the first touchdown pass. Yeah, the first touchdown pass. The first possession, what was it, 13.50 mark of the first quarter, home run ball, touchdown, and the quitting started right there. Octavia Wilson, baby. Really nice drive, really nice pass, really good route, really really good good And that was the end of the game. And it was the end. Of the game. <laughs> the complete end of the game. Ernesto's in Boynton. What's up, Ernie? What's up, guys? Good afternoon. Uh, surprises off the bat. Okay, my Giants is a surprise. Yes. To be honest, uh, where we are where we are right now is a surprise to me. Uh, we were supposed to be, I would say, uh, not even close to this. Uh, it's a surprise. So let's put that on point for me. Everything else is not a surprise. Uh, he in Green Bay is a joke. Okay, you're a quarterback that's been in the league for too long. You're multiple MVP for a reason. Supposed to be taking the team on your back, not making excuses. That guy is a joke. You take his little blanket, his security blanket away, and now he's crying. Mm. Lioness, shut the hell up. <laughs> you know, getting you know, I don't know. Honestly, dude, his, his his true calling came out to be just a a a a what's those guys the the uh, uh, conspiracy theorist. That's what he is. He's a conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy theorist? There you go. Oh, wow. And the strain of the day is Motorhead. Yes, sir, Motorhead. Oh. It's not whatever that guy was talking about. It's Motorhead, people. Motorhead, come to me for the Motorhead. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right, Ernesto. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Leo in Riviera Beach. What's up, Leo? Hello, Governors. Thanks for taking my call. I've, I've chosen to become King Charles on Twitter after paying my eight pence and, and, and eight pounds and six pence. I've chosen to become King Charles. Oh, you're and verified. Yes, oh, any, yeah, there you go. Anybody can become King Charles. And I, and I spoke to this last week where now Twitter is a hellscape, unfortunately. <laughs> anybody can impersonate anybody. Uh-huh. And it's unfortunate that Elon Musk has spent 44 
billion dollars. Good thing it wasn't pounds. Good thing. And uh, yes, and it, he's overpaid for that. And and I just chuckle with my with my brethren here in England. Say governor. In good old... Yes. Hello, Governor. Yeah, there it is. That is very, very good, King Charles. Appreciate that. <laughs> and yes, and and the, and as I closely follow the the teams across the pond, I see that Miami is is doing well at six and three. But the surprise of the year is the New York Jets. I must say, mm. the New York Jets are the most surprising team of the year. I didn't know their offense would come on, and and they're relying strictly on the defense. But hey. I I I didn't keep receipts and Robert Salad did and I'm I'm just surprised. I, just I'm disappointed R? as a Dolphins fan. Do British people a, roll the R on dis- Roberts? Uh, appreciate Hello, it. There you go. There you go. Eight dollars uh got him that King Charles moniker. Is he really King Charles on Twitter right now? <laughs> no, no, he's not. No, he's not. Oh. No, he's not. I was about to go I, I want to go see that. That was I was I like that. He sounded British. He's been watching a lot of Bridgerton. <laughs> uh, speaking of British accents, tomorrow, you'll never believe what Theo <laughs> got suckered into doing. Oh, no. Yeah, tomorrow, I'll explain the story tomorrow because we have too much to do today, including a new inductee into the LeBron James Needlessly Lying Hall mm. of Fame. <laughs> the newest entry. By the way, um, uh, answer to your question, when did Jeff Saturday coach Hebron Christian Academy? Um, 2019. Oh, when they, by records, according to Jason Kirk, were the 183rd best high school team in the state of Georgia. Let's go, he run. <laughs> and now he's the head coach of the Indianapolis. What? Hey, hey, one eighty three, not that bad if you think about nationally. If you if you think percentage wise, he's up there. Top twenty five percent. It doesn't like matter. That. He just that's ran. not in the nation. That's he's in just Georgia. Just, <laughs> he just was running counter with the one right guard who was the best player on his team. <laughs> uh, he, was that Jeff Saturday no Jr.? Doubt. That's going to be the new. <laughs> probably his son. <laughs> that's going to be the new Colt offense. Run counter. <laughs> oh my goodness, Ellinger, go! <laughs> it's going to be amazing. They're tanking though. They want to get a good quarterback. They're tanking. Oh my god! They you benched think? Matt Ryan for no yeah. reason. Um, when yeah. we come back, it happened again to a lesser extent, but it happened again on Saturday night at Hard Rock Stadium. Something that has personally hit me hard, something that I've had to come to terms with and I need to confront, and I have a major announcement to make. That will come when we return. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's still in the band of it's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. What the hell? I'm trying to, I don't know these days on Twitter if someone's real or not. This is it. Can we do the, the breaking news music? Oh, yeah. You this saw is, that. This is weird. It's weird. This is really weird. Like, the first part of it, not so weird. Yeah. The second part of it's what's weird. Breaking news <laughs> presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Here's the not weird breaking news. Frank Reich fired as Indianapolis Colts head coach. 3-5-1. The offense is a really difficult watch. Here's the weird news. Adam Schefter. The Colts are naming their former six-time Pro Bowl center and ESPN analyst Jeff Saturday 
as their interim head coach. Saturday's been a consultant for the team, is in its ring of honor, and was also head coach for the Hebron Christian Academy football team <laughs> in Decula, Georgia. Decula. This is... Decula? Is that how you pronounce it? That's how I used to pronounce it on TV. I, I'm willing to go out on a limb here and say this is not true. But, but, but no, no, but That's look. Shifty. It is. Uh, here, come come over here real quick and just take my phone and it, let me know. Like, maybe I'm missing something. It's I shifty. thought maybe there was like a... Like an L in the middle of Schefter, and I didn't notice it, and it's a fake account. I forgot you can get a blue check now if you just pay. So yeah, you, right, you can't right. even Maybe do it's that. just some guy who paid $8, but, like, look at that. But the Colts are tanking. They're obviously tanking, so this is – it's just weird that they would throw They're Jeff Saturday under the bus. They're just doing this to sell tickets now, right? I don't – does Jeff Saturday coaching sell tickets? But are he's beloved that? in Colt circles. Jeff Saturday with but, the headset right, Stone, on. Right, Stone, it's real, right? Jeff Saturday would have hit, like you don't sell tickets by putting a head coach out there. It's real because there are real blue checks commenting on <laughs> yeah. it, saying what, wait, how, huh? I literally had to look at it five different times as we were coming back from break because I thought I was being duped. This is kind of weird. You know, co- members of the coaching staff hate Jeff right now. Like he's gonna walk. Oh into yeah, the I studio. know. Interim head coach. What sort of message is that? Right, like, exactly. hey, whoever's on the current coaching staff, just know you're done, done. <laughs> because we're bringing Ride it in, out. We're bringing in Jeff Saturday. Bringing in Jeff Saturday. Who hangs out with nine. Max Kellerman yeah. and, and, and Ryan, Ryan Clark all day. And Laura Rutledge. And here he comes right. to coach our football team. This oh, dude's been living in a TV God. studio for the last, like, five years. Which is, but which at least he, he has the Hebron Christian job under his belt in Decula, Georgia. <laughs> so we're getting And it. that's like small school football in Georgia, too. So poor, like, poor Sam Ellinger is going to throw the ball four times next week. <laughs> and the Colts are going to run it wait, 76 uh, times. Was he the head coach for, for Hebron Christian? Or was he just... Does it, it matter? Says, Does it matter? Yeah. No, I'm confused. As yeah, to he how. was the head coach for the Hebron Christian Academy football team. How was he... How, okay. That's weird. This, everything about this is weird. Also, did Hebron Christian not make the playoffs? Because high school football playoffs are about to go on right now. Is he leaving his guys? No, I think he was at some point. I don't think he is this year. Oh, okay. I don't know, though. I have no idea. I'm so confused by I this. I have lost track of what Jeff Saturday has been doing the last couple of years if I don't see him on the worldwide leader. I've never thought I would have to keep a tabs on Jeff Saturday's uh, whereabouts, especially um, regarding the sidelines of an NFL head coaching. We Spot. should call Mike T and see who he's coaching this year. <laughs> Let's call Mike T right now. Mike, what interim job are you going to be taking? <laughs> uh, you know who's a favorite for the Colts job? Matt Rule. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, is that a lie? <laughs> yes. No, no, no. No, it is. no, no. Come on. No. Uh, Bobby is in Boca. Bobby's on Ken LeVick Alive. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Ken. What's up, man? How are you, brother? I'm good, thanks. I'm sorry about that uh that flip, I, that mistake I made last week. <laughs> hey, Bobby, you're a passionate man. I appreciate you. Everything's all good. <laughs> all right, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Hey, I just wanted to get back to what you – I talked to you one day two weeks ago mm-hmm. about the Canes not – I've talked to you about the Canes not having any dogs. Yeah. They got a lot of five stars, but they're all individual athletes. Well, you know what? That's what, that's what I was talking about what happened Saturday. They all quit, man. Those kids are such there's – there's no – team involved there it's all individuals you can have all the five stars you want but if you don't have some kids that are dogs what i call them dogs then you're not going to succeed man he's got to change the culture there no, or else they're not going to work i was talking to a kid that's a diehard fsu fan 
And he said that that, that stadium was half empty by halftime. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It absolutely was. It was, uh, I mean, Stone was there, Theo was there, I was there. It was half empty um, and then was three quarters empty by the time I got out of there with like two minutes left to go in the third quarter because it's an unwatchable yep, exactly. product. And I, I yesterday I was thinking about it a little bit. I was relitigating, and Bobby appreciated the call. I was relitigating Saturday a little bit. And oh, at, were you? You weren't even conscious. <laughs> well, for a part of it. For a part of it. <laughs> for, 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 for a part of it. I made it through the entire tailgate just fine. It's once I got to the seats that it was nap time. Okay? Because I'm old. We'll get to that in a second, okay? Um, I don't know what part like you were living, sleep in the stands. I, You Theo, know what? Theo, I, you were tagged on Instagram yeah, my a wife, video my, of my wife totally sold me out to the masses. Oh, yeah. man. I got yeah. to go. Really messed up. Yeah. I was. Uh, it was nap time. But you know what? <laughs> I, I was symbolic of the Canes' effort on Saturday night. That's what that was. <laughs> I was standing in sol- solidarity of the Canes' effort. Um, but I didn't want to use the Q word, but the more I think about it and the more I watch it back right here, I'm going to use the Q word. Those kids quit mm. on Saturday night. And it started after the first touchdown pass. Yeah, the first touchdown the pass. The first possession, uh, was- what was it, 13.50 mark of the first quarter, home run ball, touchdown, and the quitting started right there. Octavia Wilson, baby. Really nice drive. Really nice pass. Really good route. Really good. Really good and that play was the end dialed of the game. Up. And it was the end of the game. <laughs> the complete end of the game. Ernesto's in Boyne. What's up, Ernie? What's up, guys? Good afternoon. Uh, surprises off the bat. Okay, my Giants is a surprise. Yes. To be honest, uh, where we are, where we are right now is a surprise to me. Uh, we were supposed to be, I would say. Uh, not even close to this. It's a surprise. So let's put that on point for me. Everything else is not a surprise. Uh, he and Green Bay is a joke, okay? You're a quarterback that's been in the league for too long. You're multiple MVP for a reason. You're supposed to be taking the team on your back, not making excuses. That guy is a joke. You take his little blanket, his security blanket away, and now he's crying. Mm. Lioness, shut the hell up. <laughs> you know, getting, you know, I don't know. Honestly, dude, his... his his true calling came out to be just a uh, 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 what, what's those guys the uh, conspiracy theorist. That's what he is. He's a conspiracy uh, conspiracy uh, conspiracy you know conspiracy theorist. The motor strength. There you go. Oh, wow. And the strain of the day is Motorhead. Yes, sir. Motorhead. Oh. It's not whatever that guy was talking about. It's Motorhead. People. Motorhead. Come to me for the Motorhead. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right, Ernesto. Appreciate it. <laughs> Leo in Riviera Beach. What's up, Leo? Hello, governors. Thanks for taking my call. I've, I've chosen to become King Charles on Twitter after paying my eight pence and, and, and eight pounds and six pence. I've chosen to become King Charles. Oh, you're and verified. Yes, oh, any, yeah, there you go. Anybody can become King Charles. And I, and I spoke to this last week where now Twitter is a hellscape. Unfortunately, <laughs> anybody can impersonate anybody, uh-huh. and it's unfortunate that Elon Musk has spent forty-four billion dollars. Good thing it wasn't pounds. Good thing, and uh, yes, and it, he's overpaid for that. And and I just chuckle with my with my brethren here in England. Say governor. In good old... Yes, hello, governor. Yeah, there it is. That is very very good, King Charles. Appreciate that. <laughs> and yes, and and the, and as I closely follow the the teams across the pond, I see that Miami. Is, is doing well at 6-3, and three, but the surprise of the year is the New York Jets. I must say, mm. the New York Jets are the most surprising team of the year. 
I didn't know their offense would come on and, and they're relying strictly on the defense. But, hey, I, I, I didn't keep receipts and Robert Salad did. And I'm, I'm just surprised. Just I, I'm disappointed R? as a Dolphins fan. Do British as people a, roll the R on dis- Roberts? Well, appreciate Hello, it. Oh, what you there you go. There you go. $8 uh, got him that King Charles moniker. Is he really King Charles on Twitter right now? <laughs> No, no, he's not. No, he's not. Oh. No, he's not. I was about to go. I, I want to go see that. That was. I was. I like that. He sounded British. He's been watching a lot of Bridgerton. <laughs> uh, speaking of British accents, tomorrow, you'll never believe what Theo <laughs> got suckered into doing. Uh, oh no! Yeah, tomorrow. I'll explain the story tomorrow because we have too much to do today, including a new inductee into the LeBron James needlessly lying mm. Hall of Fame. The newest entry. By the way, um, uh, answer to your question, when did Jeff Saturday coach Hebron Christian Academy? Um, 2019. Oh. When they, by records, according to Jason Kirk, were the 183rd best high school team in the state of Georgia. Let's go, Hebron. <laughs> and now he's the head coach of the Indianapolis. What? Hey, 183, not that bad. If you think about nationally, if you, if you think percentage-wise, he's up there. Top 25%? It doesn't like matter. That. He just That's ran. not in the nation. That's in Georgia. <laughs> woo, he, just, woo. he just was running counter with the one right guard who was the best player on his team. <laughs> Uh, he, was that Jeff Saturday no doubt. Jr.? That's going to be the new... <laughs> probably his son. <laughs> That's going to be the new Colts offense. Run counter! Oh, my goodness. Ellinger, go! <laughs> it's going to be amazing. They're tanking, though. They want to get a good quarterback. They're tanking. Oh, my God. They you benched think? Matt Ryan for no yeah. reason. Yeah. Um, when yeah. we come back, it happened again. To a lesser extent, but it happened again on Saturday night at Hard Rock Stadium. Something that has personally hit me hard something that I've had to come to terms with and I need to confront and I have a major announcement to make. That will come when we return. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's still in the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.